Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. How's it going out there? Welcome in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and the one and only Race Tech. Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side by sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices and unparalleled customer service with free three day shipping over 75 bucks. It's so easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for all of us out there. Thank you, Rocky Mountain. Thank you, Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. I am, it is now almost 7 o'clock. I left the track in my Fly Racing gear. Light hydrogen, all red. Best dress winner of the day. We will get to that. But it's great gear. Go check them out. FlyRacing.com. Light hydrogen or Evo line. Those are my two faves, but they got all different kinds of stuff. You guys ride snowmobiles, BMX, casual wear. Get some stuff for your chicks. They got that stuff too. Head over there, flyracing.com. And of course, Racetech, racetech.com is the one-stop shop. Engine work, suspension, get your fluids changed. God knows guys need fluids changed, right? This is true. Yep. Thank you. Daily basis. (laughs) (laughs) Racetech.com. Go check them out. Chris Riesenberg, great guy. If you guys are wondering anything about Racetech, you want to know about engine services, what they do for suspension, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I will guide you and maybe even get you a contact to talk to someone at Racetech and get your stuff done. You won't be disappointed. So thanks, guys. Thanks for sponsoring this um, lovely, lovely podcast that we have here. And today, we did our 250 shootout. I am greeted with a couple of the riders, we have a little round table here to give you the overall results after this little introduction that we're giving you guys. I have all the interviews. Listen to all of them. If you guys are wondering what to buy, there's all different types of riders. We have the best-looking motocross trainer in America. I mean, it's debatable, man. No, it's not. It's just because your wife— He's won that, dude. He's good. Your wife likes them, so you're siding with it. I like them. Yeah, I'm in. What about what, what about Brock? If he's, he's not tra- a trainer, he is training one of our nah, test riders he's not today. Trainer. He's not a trainer. Anyway, that guy's in there. We even got a lady. She ripped. She flew. Yes. She ripped. Right. I don't understand it. Other media outlets are not using women in their shootouts. I've been doing it for a few years. We did it at Dirt Rider. It makes sense. Women buy 250Fs. Not a lot of them by 450F, so we don't have them in there. But they ride 250Fs damn good. They deserve to be in there. For you ladies, listen to this. Listen to Marissa. She's really good, actually, at talking. I was surprised. And she's really good at riding. So listen to her interview. Basically, what I'm telling you guys is don't fast forward. Listen to everything we talk about because you might find hidden nuggets in these little interviews. There's a lot of them. Nuggets. You like nuggets? <laughs> I don't know if I'd use the chicken nuggets. nuggets. Oh, anyway, chicken but there's a good. lot of them in there. So anyway, I have Matt Servog. He is a 289 pound. I'm sorry, 210 <laughs> pound uh, 
B-class rider. Could you imagine? He, uh, he works his ass off. He's a blue-collar guy. And, of course, I have Dominic Cimino. He's 102 pounds. And, uh, no, sorry. So he's 145 pounds. Down. He's 145 pounds. He's, he's been with us at Dirt Rider, and uh, he's a very good technical rider. He rides good. He crashes from time to time. But like today, he rides really good, and he's good at picking part a bike. So I have these guys here for a little roundtable overall results show. We're going to name the overall results for the day. We're going to have another day, and we're going to crown a champion. But today's results are here. We're going to rip them off, get some bullet points real quick, and then we're going to move it on to the interviews. So before we start, anything you guys want to say? Uh, today was an amazing day. Um, I guess we've heard this in the past and doing other shootouts with the, the quote-unquote, this is the hardest comparison test slash shootout I've ever done. And I can vouch on that today for myself. This is the first time I ever experienced it, and it's the truth. On all the shootouts that have you done, and you've done a lot with us, yeah. where's this rank as most fun? Oh, up there. Top okay. three easily. Okay. Matt? Top one. Top one. So, it wins. <laughs> so you had a good time today. Oh, I, I, awesome time. Like okay. I said, I, I had a more fun on the 250 shootout than the 450 This shootout. is how gnarly we are. Okay, We're, I, We talk about blue collar and, and how you know we kind of preach that over here at Kiefer Inc. Matt ditched work. To go do this podcast slash test slash shootout. My boss doesn't listen. We're good. So there you have it. This is what we do. We uh, and got three hours of sleep in the last three or four days. Right. Yeah. And he's yep. been working double. So and I'm more awake than ever. Yeah. He's all jacked. Now he's going to be posting pictures the rest of the week thinking about this day. <laughs> he's going to fall asleep at the wheel right when he leaves the house. All right. After, after I let's do this that banger. Uh, sixth place with 46 points. And the scores went six five six six five six 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 RMZ two fifty. If you listen to the interviews, guys, don't let the sixth place fool you. This is a much much better Suzuki. Concur. Way better. One hundred percent. It didn't. It it finished fifth. Okay, in uh, one of these interviews, which you guys will listen to, I'm not going to give away. And there's a lot of good nuggets. In that interview about the RMZ, the RMZ is better engine-wise, better suspended, better chassis. Everything is better about this RMZ than the previous version. It just needs a little bit more engine, motor, power, character. Yep. Yes. True. True. Yep. Okay. And it's a little bit of suspension uh, work. Yes. And you'll listen to that interview. So there you go. And again, don't cheat. Just don't listen to the intro and then bone out on me. Go through the whole thing. There's a lot of. If info. you're driving, three-hour drive. <laughs> tell the kids, headphones, boom. Put this podcast on. You're good. I'm in the podcast, and I will be listening to it tomorrow. There you go. He's all in. He's in. I'm all in. All right. Fifth place, Team Green, Kawasaki KX 250. They dropped the F. They got fifth. Three, three, five, four, six, three, five, four is the scores. Um, again, I am not in the shootout. I am not in the rankings. I leave myself out of this one. But fifth place for the Kawasaki, is that fair for that bike? I could yeah. see it in fifth. Yeah. I think it can come up a position, too. Yeah. Yeah. Good engine character. RPM response is nice and crisp. Gives an exciting feel yeah, down ra low. Racy. Yep. Yep. But maybe just needs a little bit more engine as well. Yep. Correct. Top end. A little over rev. Yes, Very sir. playful bike. Uh, really fun to ride. Easy to ride. It's friendly. And it lets you pull higher gears than others. Right. Surprisingly, fourth place for me. This is a surprise for me. Because if it was my rankings, I wouldn't be in the fourth place overall with this bike but ktm 250 sxf fourth place five four two three one five three three 
total of 26 points, like I said. I like this bike. The engine is great. I love this engine. Um, it got ranked down a couple times for chassis and not having as much bottom in as the others in front of it. Um, what True. do you guys think of the Orange Brigade? It's a it's a darn good bike. Right. You know, and, and now that we're getting into this top four, I think we're really splitting hairs. You can tell by the results. Yeah. Uh, up high, down low, it just kind of depends on the person. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you. You just get a little more feedback with this bike. But, man, it, it feels light and very connected. Yep, and to on, that the power, on the power uh, topic, very deceiving power. Yeah. It's There's plenty of power for a 250 there. It's just you kind of mentally have to check yourself and understand, like, you're going just as fast. It might not sound like you are. It might not feel like you are necessarily, but, but you, you are. are. Right. All right. There it is. Coming in the podium. We're getting the podium now. Here we go. Da, 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 da. So KTM was 26 points. 26. What's on Coming third? in at 24. Oof. Oof. Close. 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 You guys screwed up a lot of things. That's why you're in this whole thing right Team here. Team Ramrod. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> The, the, really, this could have really went somewhere different, but this is a shootout. A it goes off each individual score. Third place, Husqvarna, FC 250, 464-23212. That's the scores for 24 points. Two points separated those two bikes. So close. But the bikes are different on the track, yes? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, they do feel a little bit different. I would say if I'm if it was me, the FC is a little bit smoother down low. A little broader in the mid-range, but compliancy is up yeah. on yeah. the Husqvarna. Yep, it's got a way more stable feel. It's got almost like the bike is more connected to the track. Yep. And it, it, that will inspire confidence. And so, you definitely lays over in corners. Yes, yep. it does. Surprise, surprise, second place. I think me and you, at least, Dom, agree. This is a shocking result for this. I would agree. So we're at 26 was fourth, 24 mm. points was third. What's the... 23 points. One point. For second, Honda CRF 250R with a score of 211-541-45. So it either was really good in some people's eyes or not that great. Splitting this hairs is, here. We yep. are. So here's the deal about shootouts, peeps. Don't take so much of the result. The result is a fun thing to have. Go listen to these test riders. Compare yourself to them. Weight, ability, attitude even, type of guy they are, or lady, and relate yourself to that. That's what it's there for. The result is fun, yes, and we all add them up, and ha, 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 yay, something won. It does matter, but what matters the most is if you listen and relate yourself to someone. That's my I guess, advice for people out there, right? That's, that's yep. a good advice. So CRF250 needs more torque down low. It really does. Yes, it does. But, man, it rips mid to top. Revs to the moon. And the chassis is good. It's very good. I talked about this on my first impression pod. I have a little bit of knowledge with this bike. Chassis is amazing. That. Chassis is great. Corner's excellent. Suspension is awesome. Man, don't we wish the 450 was this good? We really do. We keep talking about it all day. And yeah, you do. You yeah, own I do. one. I do. I own yeah. one. Yeah. You can't even compare them. Right. It's man. Yeah. It's it doesn't feel rigid, right, Dom? No. It's, it's so more. It's so much. It's much more compliant than the 450. Compliant. In all aspects and yeah, and the rigidity is down big time. Yeah, and it's just a fun motor. The harder you ride this thing, the more it rewards it. As long as you can slam some gears and fan the clutch, it not, it needs it. Yeah. I feel like it's a Barsha bike. Ooh, yeah. just run it it's up It's a good there. way to yep. say it. And, and, and we're going to hit another track on, on day two, a little bit rougher. 
a little bit more uh, deeper. Come on, so, Mother Nature. Yeah, so we'll we'll be out there hitting that up. But anyway, CRF 250R, second place. Coming in at number one, really not a surprise for me. It's a really good bike, Yamaha YZ250F. 16 points, so there is some separation there. Yeah, there From is. 16 to 23. It's an obvious winner. Yep, so the score went 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 4, 2, 1 for the YZ250F Moto 1, like to say, what? Moto 1 winner today. I'm surprised there, there was a fourth in there. Me too. Yeah, so like I said, listening to interviews, these things go all over. When I was listening to everyone talk today, I was like, I don't know who's going to win. Like, I couldn't tell because one guy's like, all right. Honda wins. I'm like, okay. And that guy's like, Yamaha wins. And the next guy comes in. Honda's fifth. I'm like, what is going on? It's yep. crazy. <laughs> it is you were true. looking at the scores, and you still couldn't figure it out because they're so close. No. One I point. Figure, nothing. Like yeah, I didn't know where hairs. to go with it. So I was like, geez, man. So Yamaha YZ250F, congratulations. They took the 450 shootout by a hair over Cowie. With your map. Yep. We we have some key for <laughs> mapping stuff in this this whole podcast. So listen in. They have TP. Kiefer, there's all kinds of maps. If you guys are wanting some YZ250F maps, you can hit me up. You know the email address. I'm not going to say it again. So congratulations to the Yamaha guys for winning day one. Don't forget, day two will happen. I will get to that podcast next week. Listen in. We're going to have more riders, different tracks. And there's even some East Coast talk in this shootout. Um, Just to elaborate a little bit on why I couldn't go back east for the 450 shootout. Everything was a green light. I had everything worked out great. I had one manufacturer that I'm not going to talk about um, that gave me some problems. And so we decided not to ruffle any feathers feathers this year. So we're going to sit back, relax, do our shootouts. But 2020, guys, we're I'm not feathers. doing West Coast shootout. I'm going straight back east. So 450 shootouts will be back east. I'm not even doing a West Coast one. I'm going to do something completely different, and uh, I'm out of here. So um, I talked to all the manufacturers. The one that was giving me trouble, I'm pretty sure, 99% sure they're on board. So there you go. So for you guys asking me what's going on with that, that is what was going on. I had a little bit of a nightmare, but we're back. We're good. We're on the tracks. Here we go. And I'm trying to get back east for you guys. I listen. I understand it. I get it. We need some of that shit back east, so um, we'll get there. Just bear with me here. So there's the results. Yamaha first, Honda second, Husqvarna third, KTM fourth, Kawasaki fifth, Suzuki sixth. Day one results. Listen to these interviews, people. They're very entertaining slash informing. And uh, I, had a, I had a good time watching you guys ride today. It was fun. Thanks. Oh, I actually right. rode a lot today, too, but it's not on 250. Yeah, yeah you I tried to hold you bike. out for a couple corners. Yeah, yeah. 450 life is good Cheater life. bike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, listen to these podcasts, and uh, if you want to, always hit me up, Chris, at keyforinktesting.com. I said I wasn't going to send my email, but there it is. Oh, Dominic at keyforinktesting.com. Yes. There it is. Oh, you got questions. We go. Direct them all Don't his way. Don't even send them to me, people. Write to Dominic. 250 questions. Just, just send them to Dom. I don't yeah. even don't even come D-O- to me. D O M I N I C. It's how it's spelled. He's there all it in. is. All Dominic in. at keyforinktesting.com. He's all in, guys. You'll see more of him soon. Trust me. All right, listen to the interviews. See ya. Let's get right down to it because we're all tired. Yeah. And these guys want to know the information. Before I rip off the results because I do have them right here. We Total. tallied it. We tallied it. Let's start with you, Matt, first. Sixth place. Sixth place. For you. The Cowie. Kawasaki KX250F. F. No, you know what? No, no it's F. not an F this year. It. They dropped that too, yep. like the KX450. So – 
Why sixth place? Why didn't you like it? Obviously, it's six. Well, I shouldn't say that because there is some sixth place that bikes are pretty good. It was, and when I actually first got on it, I was very surprised at how good it actually was. I expected, ah, it's kind of out of date. It's getting ready for a revamp. I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was, yep. but it fell just short of the other bikes. Um, suspension on that thing. You're How many pounds are you? I am... This morning, don't say 190. No, 210 pounds okay, this morning. Good. Okay, so I might be 190 now. So don't yell at me, guys, on these emails that you sent me. Oh, I don't get no bigger dudes, dude. I get it. You're bigger dudes. You want to ride 250 Fs? We got this guy right here. He is a B, right? Yeah, B, B 210 pound guy. Goes riding with me. Solid rider. Loves dirt bikes. You guys know him. He's been on this podcast before. How did that engine pull you around? Uh, quite well, actually. It has a good bottom, not the best in the class, mm -hmm. but uh, there's a couple other 250s that lack down low. And uh, the Cowie actually had a decent down low, pulled decent into the mid, mm -hmm. but definitely didn't have the over rev some of the other bikes. Uh, suspension feeling on that bike. It has an SFF fork, one-sided spring. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Do you, does it? Do you feel anything? I couldn't tell the difference between some of the spring forks and that one. Okay. If, if you didn't tell me, I would have thought, ah, just the double spring. Yeah, 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 double spring. You know, it was a little harsh yeah. for me on the beginning of the stroke, for sure. But it didn't blow through when I tend to over jump every now and again. Right. Or under jump. Or under. Or yeah, there was a couple under jumps. Dom <laughs> saw one. You saw one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, was it bad? It's pretty good. <laughs> So we have all different types of riders, guys. Not just guys that clean everything and fast dudes, but we got guys like Vodge that F up ever from time to time. It's hey, just, I did. It just More happened. Often than not. Yeah, Dom F'd up today. Swapped out. Crashed. Yep. Jacked up the Honda. That's true story. That's three bikes Dom's jacked up. I didn't. Dude. Honda. Suzuki. What other? Don made us Kawasaki. Yeah, that doesn't oh. count. That still counts. Anyway. Dom broke it. Hashtag Dom broke it. <laughs> Point Chris. So sixth place for Mr. Bog here. Kawasaki, what's your sixth place pick, Dom? It was yellow, Suzuki. Okay, so... Okay, can I just give a full disclaimer to everyone listening here? Okay, go ahead. About the rankings that we're about to rattle off, and we're going to tell you about who won and everything else. Um, what did I write down? I wrote down that these rankings do not do any of these bikes justice today because we're literally splitting hairs. So let's just get into it. Yes, my sixth place was the Suzuki pick. Okay, can we just go to your fifth place pick? Which was the Suzuki. Okay, so let's just get on that. So that's Matt's fifth, Dom's sixth place. Correct. Let's let's roundtable the Suzuki. It, I wrote it today, mm -hmm. and I wrote a different version, okay? It wasn't in the shootout, but Suzuki brought out another RMZ250 that had a lighter spring rate for front and back. Um, I have ridden the, the, the test bike as well. Much better for me. I'm 170 pounds, and I thought it was better. It settled a little bit better. It had a little bit of nose-in, heavy feeling coming into quarters, but a couple clicks got better. Here's my problem, and you guys can elaborate on your problems. I feel like it just needs more meat. Agreed. Yes. I, I put the lean coupler in. It got better. The response tip. was better. But then it cut the top end, which I liked, on the other one, other standard coupler. It cut it too short. So I told Suzuki, I'm like, we need an in-between coupler. We need a one that doesn't take so much top end away because I need everything I can get on this bike. So maybe give me some of your guys' feelings on the engine. Yeah, so I, I could agree with you 100%. The stock coupler was uh, better than I thought it was going to be. 
and then the lean coupler made it a little bit more snappy, more crisp, um, allowed the revs to get up higher quicker, but then it would sign off relatively quickly. So one of my biggest complaints on the bike was just the power plant specifically and how it lacked in comparison to everything else that we rode today. Right. Now, with that aside, there's a lot of other great attributes about this new bike that I really liked. When I rode it last week for a little bit uh, at Milestone and stuff, I thought it was great. And I think that this bike is going to make progress quickly. So would you say, before you start talking, Matt, this bike is, is I, want, I don't want to say much better than the 450, but when they introduced the 450, we had high hopes, and yeah. the high hopes got shattered. Do you feel down. like this is is a better direction for Suzuki on a Absolutely. Okay. Because you can't even put the 450, the way the 250 handles and rides in the fun factor, you can't even relate it to the 450. They're right. like long lost siblings in a way. Right. So yes, I think the 250's got way more potential than the 450 will have. Now let's talk, let's point it to you, Matt. The, the Suzuki doesn't have a lot of engine. We need more of that, right? You're a heavier guy. Where do you notice this engine? Like, where 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 do you need it? Now, down low wasn't bad with the lean coupler. Okay. That's where I liked it. Yep. But I definitely needed that over red for hitting that triple. Did um, you hit it? I, every lap. Okay. Every Good. lap on every bike. Okay. And when you heard rev limiter coming off the lip on a couple of the bikes, the Cowie and the Suzuki. Yeah. That was me. It wasn't a panic rev. It was I needed every inch of that lip to right. get over that thing. Right. Yep. So when guys may maybe not have the best technique, I love Matt, me. you know, and, and need motor to get them out of that hole to clear a jump, Suzuki lacks that. Yes. Okay. What about the – we talk about the, the, the fork and the shock. Do you think it's oversprung? Absolutely. So just Not for me. Not for you. So you actually enjoy that part. I did. At first it felt a little stiff. But after I got, I was just so used to some of the other bikes being undersprung for me yep. that I was like, wow, this is, might be perfect on the spring rate for, for me or someone maybe 190 and, and up. It was really good. So it's funny. I'm, I'm in the production testing process and I'm not in, involved in Suzuki's, but our target rate when we usually do stuff is in between 155 to 180. That's our target. And you're saying, and I feel like I'm 170, and it's oversprung for me. So it has to be near Matt's rate, 190 and up. Which is so I'm thinking, crazy. What are they using for test riders? Exactly. And Japanese on, riders, Japan, and Japan. Japanese riders aren't big no, guys. They're tiny. They're right. not eating all those cheeseburgers like no. we are. No. Yeah. So it when we say, you know, it's six, or and you know, you rate it six. It's not a horrible bike. No, it's it, not. It's, it's just, a fun bike. It really is. So it really is. That's yeah. why the sixth place doesn't do it justice this year. Right. If you ask me last year, the year before and after that, before that, hundred percent. Like right. it's on the bottom. Yeah, last year the Suzuki definitely like I I didn't like it at all last year. And this year I was like, it could bounce up a couple spots because yep. it was it was fun. Like I had more fun on the two fifty shootouts than the four fifty. Mm, we're gonna get into that later, but that tells us something, okay? So we know your fifth. What's your fifth, Dom? Uh, I botched it, obviously, but this is going off a of mainly fun factor. My fifth is the Honda. Okay, so I love you, Abbott. So when when uh, when I'm adding these scores up, I always pick a guy out that really screws up the scores. These two guys, that's why I brought them in the studio. They really messed up the scores. Yeah, Vaj. But this is the way shootouts are. It's it's straight up transparent information. It's what each guy likes, and then you have a winner. So then you and and when I look at the scores, 
there's there's a bit of a gap from first to second. So I don't know. It might have been really close, but for the overall win. But you ranked the Honda fifth. Why is it fifth in your eyes? Only the motor. Okay, so you need more torque. Yep. Okay. You're I need more. I need more torque, and I think up top could still use a little bit more juice. Does it rev well up top? Yes. But down low, it is gutless. And you're a buck 45. Buck 45. And you still need some more torque. I do. What map are you in? in the, the aggressive. I wouldn't go into, go into anything else but that. Okay. So I agree. I'm usually a map one or three guy myself. I like one at times so I can stretch out the power a little bit. Um, engine, we all know. That's kind of the consensus of this whole shootout slash podcast was just need more meat off the bottom. I want to I wanna, wanna lug it a little bit. But we ha- I, someone brought up a good point today. We're riding 250s. We can't ride them like 450s. I agree. So after riding all day, Honda was my last bike that I rode today. Okay. I went back and revisited a few, but when we're doing the initial runs and adjustments and whatnot, I'd already had plenty of time on the other colors and comparing them where I'm keeping it in the same ballpark. And I try to, I think I suited 250 well. You and I can talk about that later. But when I got on the red bike, the thing did so many other things so god dang well. Right. But it just didn't have that umph. And I think that if that thing has some umph to it, some more juice, some more to bottom end, man, the thing could be a, a force to be reckoned with. Um, fifth place, engine down, chassis up. 100%. So suspension same, and chassis. Same thing as we just talked about on the Suzuki. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to even compare the 250 Honda versus the 450 mm-hmm. because they ride and feel so much different. So yeah, we're going to go switch it over to Matt. You ran it fourth. I did. I rated it fourth. Okay, so you guys are similar. You guys are like you're a little bit better on him, but <laughs> yes. would you concur on what Dom's saying? Oh, exactly. And I wrote it right here on my notes that it needs more bottom end. Okay. It definitely has the least amount of bottom end feel than any of the other bikes. But you're rewarded with, you don't have to shift. Leave it in the gear and just wring it out. Yeah. So that was one thing I liked about the bike, even though it lacked bottom, is it's mid to upper RPM. It was just hold a gear. You don't even have to shift, and I never once heard a rev limiter on that thing. Um, chassis feeling for you? Because you, you need uh, some cornering help, right, in moto. Yeah. Yes, how does do. that How does that treat you on the track? Good. I wish my Honda 450 handled as good as this yeah that's a good point so matt brought up this so we talked about this earlier we all wish that the 450 would take some character from yeah. the 250 450 is hard to ride Honda, it is. for me 250 is fun to ride for me fun and forgiving yeah it's got some suppleness to it uh it's the feeling the rigidity to it is just on a different scale it's way less and more calm yep uh it allows you to kind of correct mistakes if you make them right you can charge into stuff super hard you laid in a rut and the thing lays right over would you would it be safe to say that's the best cornering bike out of the bunch here close it is definitely it's close. up there right but it's not my favorite for for handling anyways and cornering okay um we'll move it on since we catch up to you what's your fourth place pick dom cowie cowie team so green what what's the cowie need to, to to make you a little bit more happier um it's a very good question because I actually had a lot of fun on it. Today, I think it was the fun factor all day was great. The Cowie is just a really fun bike to ride overall. It's uh, free revving. 
It's uh, the motors like just kind of really friendly all across the board. The thing that stood out the most beside the fork, by the way, because I really love the action of the fork. That stood out to most uh, the most to me with the Cowie is third gear coming out of corners. And the thing would let you stay in it. So it's usable. It's super usable. And if we compared it to the Honda in fifth right behind it, there's no way I could lug what I did on the Cowie. Again, you were saying we can't ride it like a 450. Right. But the Cowie would actually let you in some in some aspects. Uh, and that really was a, a really a clear thing to me to make it want make me want to rate it higher than the Honda for that exact reason, power plant alone. Cowie's always been known for good frame absorption, frame feel, Same. straight line. You feel like it's still corners good with some good straight line stability? Yep, still corners well. The bars are way off. I rolled them back and it helped. Yep. But the cockpit and feel and stock trim, it needs a little bit of massaging. Right. But yes, cornering I think is good. Yeah, I agree. I think Kawasaki, and, and again, guys, I'm not in the shootout. My pick is not in this. I, I removed myself from this. So, um, But I also feel like the Cowie has great RPM response. It's it's exciting off the bottom. Yeah. It just kind of hollow for me when it gets near the top end. It just doesn't have that pulling like the others agree. that are above it does. I would agree. So third place, Matt. Third place, KTM 250. KTM 250 for you? For me, yep. Okay. And KTM 250 for me. Okay, so oh, let's just hey. talk about it. We can do a roundtable thing. Third place on your guys' list is uh, the KTM 250 SXF. Best thing about this bike, Dom, is? Ooh. The best thing? Yep. Deceiving power. You, Matt? How light it feels. Okay. Least thing you like about it. One of you guys can go. <laughs> a, lot, a lot more feedback than a couple of the bikes ahead of What's it. What's that mean, like feedback? Through the chassis, mm -hmm. even when you're riding, like every little bump, you, I feel it in my ankles. I felt it in the pegs, and I definitely felt it in the bars. Like everything had a little harsher feel to it, like a little sting to it, no matter kind of what I did to the, to the fork and to the shock. Engine could, breakdown for me? I could uh, oh, we'll go to engine. The engine, what I liked about it was the fact that it didn't sound or you didn't feel like you were revving it as hard as the other bikes. Mm -hmm. And mentally, you're like, man, I'm not high in the revs. I might not make this jump. But then it just s cleans right over things. Right. It's deceiving. Yes. And it's very usable. It's trackable. Um, I think that is defi a definite standout of the KTM. Yeah. It's, it's almost it's a positive and a negative. Yeah. I'm the same way on a bigger bike. Like I'm, I'm feeling like, ah. It's a muffled sound. I'm accelerating. I'm, I feel like I'm going fast, but I'm not really sure because yeah. I don't have that sound fast? pitch. Yeah. And um, then the other bikes, Cowie, Suzuki, whomever else, I mean, you're just like, you hear it. The right. rear wheel was definitely, out of all most of the bikes, was connected to the ground a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Um, so air fork life, you down? I actually don't mind it. Okay. And I think they've come a long way. Yeah. And I didn't mind it at yeah. all, yeah. especially for – being heavier and my over and under jumping quite frequently, it didn't just blow through the whole stroke. Uh, it actually held up pretty well yeah. for me, even on entry of corners hard on the brakes. Uh, it's funny when you when you <laughs> I've been around motorcycles a long time and things could suck for a long time and then everything starts turning around. Air forks, I'm st I'm still not a fan. I'm not all in on air forks. I'm KYB. Showa never did the air fork right in my eyes. WP at least is giving me a glimpse of hope that it might be okay one day. It's livable. Yes. So um, I would say give kudos to those guys on creating a fork that's that's nice. I didn't touch on this 
and we want, want to touch on this a little bit, steel frame versus aluminum frame. Do you feel the difference, yes or no? Yes. No. Okay. So Matt doesn't feel it. You do feel it. Where do you feel steel frame is better or worse than aluminum? Um, it's worse with uh, bump, I think, with some bump absorption in so certain less. sections. Mainly on like, I would have to say, um, on D-cell specific. So it's not as forgiving. And a lot of people, not just in our group today, other people that I've heard is the KTM is a rigid feeling bike. Yeah. And everyone out there is like, oh, it's a steel frame. It's going to be more forgiving. And well, I think KTM went a little bit too much in my eyes for rigidity. Um, and I do feel, I get more like what you said, Matt, I get more feedback through, um, just everything on the track. Yeah. It's almost, it almost interprets in a way where it's kind of makes the bike uneasy. Like if there, we had a couple sweepers where we can kind of flat track and be on the gas, hard acceleration, slick spots. And it almost made the bike just want to dance. It didn't really feel planned. It didn't really feel stable. Right. It made you feel like, ah, oh, I better really pay attention here because it could go sideways. Right. Shit's going south. Right. Right. That's what was kind of made it uneasy feeling to me. So that's what got third place for yeah. you. Um, second place, what, you both of y'all? Team White. No, no, no. Oh, me. you switched it up. Uh, so we yeah, know where Matt's yeah, going. Off. So we'll, we'll start with you, Dom, since you said it. Second place, Husqvarna. Husky, yeah, I went to Husqvarna, yeah. Why is the Husky better than the KTM in your eyes? You know what? This is a debate, and I don't know why it should be a debate, but they feel different. They're the same bike, quote, unquote. Where does it feel different? Ergonomics. Okay. As in, go ahead. I think the cockpit and the maneuverability on the bike when you're in the saddle and cornering, the Husky's like way more playful in my opinion. Okay. I don't know if it's the the shape and the bend of the shrouds, um, I couldn't put my finger on it, but the Husky is just way more playful. Bar bend slightly different. Slightly. Yeah. I think that also needs some massaging. I think it's better than the KTM. The KTMs are pretty wide. Comfort as well. I yeah. think Pro Taper's a little better. Don't, no doubt. Are those bars wider? Than what? Than like than the KTM and some of the other bikes? No, they're 811, 813, so they're really close. Okay. The KTM is the widest. Yeah. Okay, because they felt a little wide to me when I first yeah. got on the So on the Husky. KTM has 813s, 2 mil, um, and 811 is, to me, it's too wide on both sides. Both like, of them. Yeah, I'd go down to 804. Yep, and um, I think it would really help. Yeah. But so. even on when we rode 450s too, I felt the same way. Mm-hmm. I felt the Husky 450 was just like this fun, you know, like play ride bike that's mm-hmm. in my notes you asked about which bike we buy to play ride it'd be the husky right to work on technique i'd work on cornering because the thing just lays over and your boots don't get hung up it's easy to move back and forth i love the compact feel in the cockpit so um i dig it and you feel like the chassis helps suspensions are the same on both ktm and the Husqvarna, they are. but the chassis actually helps you with bump absorption yeah so we talked about steel a, frame being a little bit rigid. Now this is a little less than that. Little less. I mean, it's not like a night and day difference because mm-hmm. they are close at the end of the day, but it just had a better feel to it overall. Second place for you, Matt. Was the Yamaha 250. Okay. Which you ranked first last year, if I remember right. I believe so. Yes. Yep. So why does it go down this year? B- before we get to your winner, why is Yamaha second place? Um cornering and okay. handling in in corners okay it uh to me it wasn't on par with what won my shootout today right um i believe it handles way better than last year's bike like it, i felt like because yamaha for everyone out there it's an all-new bike um frame Everything. engine basically almost everything is new 
and has a map switch on the handlebar. Did, was it utilized today at all? Yes, it was. I tried stock map, I tried TP map, and I tried your map. Ooh, whose map was better? For what I liked, I actually liked uh, Travis's better, but oh. it popped. But it popped a lot. Not as, on D cell. Mm -hmm. The stock map popped like it was getting to me and it would pop in corners a little bit and was messing up my corners. His was better. Mm -hmm. Yours actually, I liked at the end of the day because it didn't pop at all. Mm -hmm. There was zero pop on D cell in corners. And that's one thing I stuck with your map at the end of the day. So Travis and I map are pretty close. I, I don't really know the numbers, but I feel like they're really close. Yeah. I went out and played around one day and got that map. Um, and a lot of guys mentioned today that they used that map. I didn't even know they had that map. Travis had that map, but yeah, according to him, in. he added it and he had it and it was pretty good. So, um, engine fun for you? Yes. Yes. It was very fun. It was unlike last year, had a lot of torque down low, mm -hmm. signed off a little early. I feel like the new Yamaha still has that torque down low, but it pulls very hard and keeps that pull from the mid to the top. Like it has nice over rev this year mm -hmm. that I felt like it lacked last year. Um, suspension. I think it's the best suspension in the class. Yeah, it's not new. Yeah, I, I, I even told like Travis, I'm all, I don't know how everybody's not copying the suspension and putting it on their bike. Right. It's just uh, the only way I explain is like you put a tele pillow topper on a bed. Yeah. You know, like it, it's just so plush in the first quarter of the stroke. It's it's crazy. Yeah, KYB's got it nailed on the Yamahas. Really, it's tough to beat on any. You put a that fork on anything, and it's pretty damn good. I mean, a lot of guys are doing that with KTM's and. It's, it's a good setup. It is. Um, anything you disliked? You said handling and cornering are a little mm -hmm. heavy feeling? or it, it, It's heavy feeling in corners, mm -hmm. unlike the Husky and the KTM. Mm -hmm. So you actually feel it. And I was having a little problem on entry of corners. And then midpoint of the corner was good, but then even my exit. So we actually went in almost a half turn on the high speed on the rear just to get some more front end traction on that front tire. And uh, we ended up going just one click on the compression just to kind of hold it up a little bit. Right. And uh, uh, for handling, I th it was my second place bike for handling. So let's swap it out now for the win. For We're the gonna win. Swap it out, right? Blue crew for the win. And he's picking Husqvarna, correct? You are yep. Bajas. Yep. Yeah. Matt is. Dom's Husky. got the Yamaha. Blue crew for the win. And let's start with Dom for you because we just talked about the Yamaha. Yeah. What? What made it win what for you What stood today? out? Yeah. Well, the fact that I got on the bike, went on the track, and after two corners, I put the throttle as far back as I could, mm -hmm. and I had a shit-eating grin. Mm -hmm. It was like um, the best I can describe it was like the bike was just ready to go, needed nothing, and I loved it. For whatever reason, the comfort was immediately there, and I had never had a second guess it. I went as fast and hard as I could for however many laps I could hang on. Like when you hopped on it, you felt like you didn't need to change anything? Nothing. Right. It was just ready to go. And I just was having a great time on it, smiling, hitting my marks, hitting the jumps easily. Maybe the, instead of KTM's ready to race, maybe Yamaha should have ready to go. Ready to go. Ready to it go. really is. I, I mean, out of the box and stock trim, that platform of a bike is just very hard to beat. And yes, is it the best everywhere no but the places that it is is makes it a clear winner right. the power plant for me today is where it was cornering so, is okay for you as well yes and I, it, like i said that'd be an area where it's not the best mm -hmm. i think some other bikes today handled way better and were more friendly 
but doesn't it's not horrible. Right. It wasn't it's like not the worst one out of the No, book. you're not like, "Oh man, this thing can't corner. I I'm not going to rate it up front." It just needs there's little nuances to it that if you ride the bike, put some time on it and learn it, you could probably fix them yourself. And another thing about today, about the track specifically because we really didn't talk about our track. It was a beautiful day. Track was prepped incredibly well, but unfortunately, it really didn't get rough. We had good I lines. I wouldn't say it's freeway, but it, it no, got some bumps. No, it wasn't freeway. It yeah, but s- we're going to handle that. Then the second day, we're on a rough track. Okay, um, good. But today is a good engine day. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly the point. So, yeah. like my rankings today, and with Honda in fifth and Suzuki in sixth, today was definitely an engine day. Right. And I feel like my rankings reflect that. Yeah, and we had an East Coast guy, so Seth, best looking uh, MX trainer in America. Um, <laughs> he got a man crush. He said he's an East Coast guy, and I asked him about the dirt, our dirt today, and he's like, "Dude, it was the dirt was comparable to what he rides at home early in the morning until about one, where it gets hard." He's like, "East Coast-ish, pretty close in the morning." So, Great day. for you guys listening on the East Coast, the dirt was good enough in the morning to to figure some shit out. Okay, um, yeah, I'm sorry, it's not Monster Mountain. I would love to go there. Okay, but we had some good dirt. It's good for traction. Later in the day, you have the opposite end of that, right, where it's a little hard. you got to be good with your throttle control. So I feel like we had a good, well-rounded test. Um, Like I said earlier in another guy's podcast that we talked about in interviews, the reasons why I go to these tracks, or to this track specifically, is because all the manufacturers go there to test their production bikes. Honda, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha. Only people that do not come up to this track is KTM and Husqvarna. So... It's proven to test, so it's always good to go to those type of yeah. tracks. So, Yamaha, I don't got a lot to say, man. It's a good bike. It's a great bike. It does everything it really pretty is. damn good. It's a great bike. Yeah. It's fun. It's got great power for a 250. Right. Suspension's unbelievable. Right. Cockpit, you're a smaller guy. You, 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 you're good? Good. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of the Yamaha bend, the stock bar bend. Okay. Uh, but that's minute. Yeah. But everything else about it felt great. So Matt, your pick is the Husqvarna FC two fifty. Why did it beat why did it beat the Yamaha for you? We'll start off with I'm in love. Oh you are and a twenty nineteen Honda might be for sale right now. Oh wow. To go to a two fifty? Uh it was I would like to have a second bike, but right. it was it was fun. Yeah. And to me, uh, one of the best feelings ever is just rolling through a rut, start to finish, not dabbing a foot, and not having Chris Kiefer in the back of your mind yelling at you mm-hmm. for uh, limp leg yeah, yeah so, limp leg yeah. limp leg so as soon as i got on it like after the first second lap my corners were i felt like they were awesome right but my leg was up and it just it flopped right in i didn't have to be perfect a lot of the other bikes i really had to kind of set up to really get through the corner but this one i feel like if i was set up or even not set up for the corner it rolled through it it just flopped over stayed leaned over and then on exit just i think it's such good rear wheel traction i mean i was off to the races coming out of the corners right um we talk about chassis a lot on those bikes it feels light i think that's one of the things that you feel like coming into the corners light i can kind of put it to on marshall kind of explained it where it's almost like a mountain bike where i can point it where i want it to go and set it to where i need it and it goes there and i could change direction very easily i was purposely coming through a rut and popping out of it and i wasn't losing any speed and it just it was almost like the rut had a y in it and i could just 
pop right out of it and keep going. So we know the handling's good for you. What about the engine character? Now, the engine was pretty good because it gets such good rear-wheel traction that it's deceiving. I feel like it's more deceiving than, than even the KTM. And I was using Map 1. Map 1, to me, felt like it pulled a little harder down low. Signed off a little earlier than Map 2, but it's all I needed because it still had that overread under like a couple of the bikes below it. I mean, I had no problem jumping everything, and most of the time, I think because my corner speed was better, I mean, I wasn't coming up short or over jumping, you know, nearly as much. Well, you talked about the KTM being like you could feel a lot of the track. How was the Husqvarna rate for that? It was it was up there for if you were to go against the KTM. Yeah, it was much more compliant. Like it just it felt almost felt like it, everything was a little softer. Okay. It didn't have that harshness to it. It didn't have that little sting to it. And that was probably the biggest difference between the two bikes. It's like it was like more connected in a lot of ways. Yeah, the front tire, less uneasy feeling. Yeah, yeah, they did a good job, and just the minute changes again: swing arm, muffler, obviously, you know, carbon composite airbox. That's the differences between the KTM and the Husqvarna. Ah, it. People always say it's the same bike. It's I'm really telling not. you guys out there, it's not like a. You just listen to this whole thing, okay? If you got three hours and you're listening to this, you listen to every single test rider, and most of them have something separated between the two bikes. Most, yep, because they feel different. They do, and it doesn't take much for a bike to feel different. And we talk about millimeters and bars, and how, oh man, how do you feel three millimeters? I'm telling you, riding is so unique in a way where you have to feel so many things. And then your body's so hypersensitive to this stuff when you ride, little changes make a huge difference when you're riding. There's yep. so many forces and angles and all these things in, in motocross that any little specific change makes another reaction on a bike. So this kind of explains that. Yeah. You know? and, and back to something that Dom really liked because he is uh, a little bit shorter than me. Hey. The cockpit on the Husky. Did you just say cock? <laughs> with a smile on my face okay, good. yeah it uh it felt small to me in the standing position i felt like i was a little crouched and uh, took a while to get used to but that that cockpit feeling small <clears throat> felt so comfortable cornering in the corners yes, that's it, where it, it aids you yeah so I, after i got over that and rode the bike more and got used to figuring out how i could stand being probably where i should be like over the bars I got used to it, and that could have aided in my cornering also, just, you know, being closer to the bars and, and farther up on the on the seat. And the Huskies, uh, the bike that I – one of the bikes that I revisited because that was the very first bike I swung my leg over this morning when the track was very fresh, deep, um, and kind of a struggle. Best dressed. Who was? Uh, you we'll get to that in a sec. Well, Thank you. Well, I'm saying when you going to come in the intro. But so. okay. well. when he got on that Husky, yeah. and he was the first one to get on that track, and I saw him, I'm like – that bike looks good and all. I I thought you purposely picked that bike for what you for were the wearing. Gear? You probably did. Yeah, to go subliminal message. Yeah, but yeah. I rode the bike first in the morning, uh, tying to the, the point I was going to make. And the the track was the condition of the track didn't do the bike justice because it was so deep. Yeah, right. So that was one of the last bikes I rode at the end of the day, and it really came full circle for me and made it clear like that's why it's second for me. So it's let's recap real quick. Um, Matt, give me your top six. Go ahead. Um, number one was the Husky 250. Second place was the uh, YZ 250. Third place, the KTM 250. Fourth place, the CRF 250. Fifth place, freaking uh, yellow blue Suzuki. Yep. Yep. And then uh, sixth place was uh, the Cowie. Dom? 
Number one was Yamaha. Two is Husky. Three is KTM. Four is Kawasaki. Five is Honda. Six is Suzuki. There you go. Well, thank you guys for doing this. It's been fun. Thank oh, you. Appreciate thank you. it. And uh, Thanks, everybody listening. We'll see you day two. You yes. Just tell me when. There it is. Thanks, guys. Let me know. So here we are, 2019 250 MX shootouts. Day one, Sunrise Cycle Park in Atalanto, California. For those of you guys out there listening, this is the track that started the Golden State Nationals back in the 80s when Ricky Johnson and David Bailey would battle it out when actually pros would race local races. Crazy. Wild. Yes. Yeah. So what's weird, I wanted to start, this probably is the most important person in the shootout um, simply because there's no media outlet that actually uses and utilizes women in shootouts, which kind of blows my mind because a 250F is perfect, and that's what WMX raced. All, most women ride 250F. You don't ride a 450. No, no, it's not even allowed. So yeah. I, I have Marissa Polinchek. Correct. Oh, that was good. <laughs> and so give us some of your stats. Give us your background a little bit. I uh, started riding racing when I was 12. Grew up on a little YZ85, buddy had one, wanted one. Uh, started doing some local races. Uh, ventured out from Wisconsin, ventured out to like Minnesota, had better tracks, better competition, then applied for a pro card in like 2012, raced with Ashley and all them. Got my butt kicked, but it was super fun, <laughs> raced yep. Red Bud. And then WMX kind of fell off, and then um, we were race racing on like amateur day and stuff. And now I was doing that for like the past four years, and now it's like done, so... Here I am, now test riding. Just, so now you're test riding, <laughs> yeah. you're riding for fun still? Yeah, yep. Do you own a bike? Yeah, yeah. What do you a, normally ride? I got a KTM 250 two-stroke. Okay. Ooh, you're a two-stroke. Yeah, two-stroke wow, for life. that's awesome. Yeah. So do you prefer a two-stroke over a four-stroke now that you rode all of them today? I mean, if I was, if it was like big timing, like back in the Ashley Filek days, I would definitely ride a four-stroke, you know? Right. I feel like it's a little more logical, but um, for the sake of it, like right now, just riding for fun and... Even like the past four-ish years, you know, got good starts on the two-stroke because they're super powerful. But I just have more fun, easy to work on, cheap, right. sound good. So. You can roach them and they don't, you know, like when you rebuild them, they're not going to cost you an arm and a leg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So Marissa's here today. She rode all the bikes. And I'm a pretty good judge of character when it comes to watching people ride. And dude, you rip. Thank you. Appreciate it. And your style, I was just telling Ashley, like, your style is really good. Thank you. Like, when I watch you ride, it reminds me of of almost like a, I don't know if you remember, but Grant Langston back in the day. Yeah, You're yeah. kind of attack position, you scrub really nice, so Thank it's you. good. Appreciate it. Yeah, so yeah. sixth place, what do you got for sixth place in this shootout? Uh, I got the Suzy, the Suzuki. And so this has kind of been the MO for this bike for a long uh -oh. time, you know, and yeah. uh, it, it's almost, it's not comical, but it's kind of, it bums me out a little bit because it's, it's not a bad bike, right? Yeah, it's not, it's not horrible, but it just kind of felt a little rigid um we took in the suspension a little bit and it still didn't really do much the seat's like super hard on okay. your ass you know yeah no no yeah, yeah that's good. great we're all good <laughs> we can do that um i don't know it just i wasn't comfortable on it wasn't comfortable on the suzuki um when you're like let's say here we're at 250f and mm -hmm. the four strokes what do you look for in a bike like what do you need out of it my biggest thing is cornering because okay. personally i don't even though i ride a ktm i don't think they corner the best right um, I've always thought Cowie was like the best cornering bike ever. So that's my main thing, you know, cause anyone can jump a jump, but if you can't go through a rut or a corner, you know, 
you're screwed. Right. So that's my biggest thing is, is cornering. So how did the RMZ corner for you? It, it was good. It yeah. was decent. Um, it didn't like blow my mind, but it was better than the KTM cornering. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what about engine feeling? Was it a little bit down on power? Or did you actually think the power was okay? No, power was okay. Yeah, not bad. I just, like I say, I just kind of, I would say the biggest downfall is the suspension. It just kind of felt like... Firm. Yeah, firm and like cheap almost. I'm not supposed to ask a lady this, but we're going to ask. Okay, go ahead. How much you weigh? 150. Okay, yeah. so she weighs 150. You're five, six. Five, six, yeah. 150. Fairly aggressive rider. So you ladies listening out there, um, you can kind of, you know, use this as a guide. But I would actually concur. I'm 170 pounds and I think the bike's firm as well. Um, they have a bike out here and I don't think you rode it, but an extra bike, not gonna be in the shootout, but has softer springs, okay. and it feels a little bit better. Okay. But I yeah. just think they oversprung it for most people. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Fifth place, what do you got? Um, I have the KTM. Okay, so you ride a KTM, but you <laughs> yep. ranked it down fifth place, so why, this is what basically I wanted to, name one thing that you like about it the most, and one thing that you do not like about it. I don't like how it corners. Okay. Yeah, so, I've, ne I've never liked the KTM four stroke. I was on one for like two years, and I had just engine problems and electric start problems. I said, screw this thing. I went two stroke. Right. But, um, favorite thing about it, it when you sit, it's just comfortable. You kind of like feel at home. You know, the power is good. Um, it's got those two mapping, and both of the mappings are really good. One's like super aggressive, so it's nice for like a race day or just trying to be aggressive, and then you can switch it back over to the other mapping and kind of just have like a weekend warrior type day. Today here at Sunrise, what map were you in? What most comfortable? Um, I tried them both, but I definitely tried the, I think one is the more aggressive one. I was, I was doing it in one. Yeah, yeah. that's basically what I'm in. It's more broad, it's broader mm -hmm. and uh, it uses the power better and just has a little bit more pull. Yeah, yeah. So, um, KTM mm -hmm. fifth place, what do you have in for fourth? I got the Yamaha. Okay, Yamaha YZ250F has been winning the shootouts, other shootouts that I've been checking. Dang. But down in fourth place, so give us the rundown. What um, made you rank it fourth place? Uh, same thing. Suspension was kind of felt a little rigid. We tweaked on it again. Um, like, there was a super sharp left back there coming into it. It's, like, just super choppy and bumpy and kind of, like, danced me all over the place. I would say the Yamaha was kind of, like, an average across all boards. Just a vanilla kind yeah, of? Yeah, it's kind of vanilla. Nothing really yeah. excited you about it? No. Um, what about so people always come up to me and say it feels wide does it feel oh does, yeah does it feel wide to you a little bit yeah i guess i would have to like go back and sit on it right. to kind of refresh my memory but yeah a little wide yeah but like i say cornered you know decent suspension decent power decent so um what about sitting on these bikes does the yama feel tall or does it feel normal um i don't really remember so that that, that says something to me if she doesn't really remember like to me how i rate that is like if it's not triggered in your brain, it, it seems to be okay, yeah, right? Yeah. Not a problem. Yeah. So we're going to go to the podium now for Marissa. Basically, usually how we when we do these things, the podium is always pretty close. Uh -oh. Like, like uh, are these bikes really separated? Like, you knew exactly what you liked on the way down, you know, from first to sixth. Are they all close? Uh, I would say the top two. Top two well, well top three are pretty close. Okay, yeah. so what yeah. do you got for third? I got the Kawasaki in third. Okay, Kawasaki unchanged for 2019. Mm -hmm. um, so give us the reasons why you like the Kawasaki. The Kawasaki, I thought since forever that is just corners amazing. Okay. Always, I've always thought that. Um, it just like sticks around. I don't know, for like the KTMs, they kind of sit, like the front end just seems like it sits high. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't sense. know, maybe it's just me, but uh, the Kawasaki always just felt like it just sits level. And like tap the front brake and it just 
just sits in a rut like perfect berm everything so uh yeah i would say the only thing that kawi lacks is it could use a little more power okay yeah, so I'll we're at like bottom end feeling or top end or maybe uh, bottom end so just snap out of the corner yeah snappy yeah it needs to be if they i don't think they has a, they have a mapping on it no they have couplers okay so you can yeah. change the coupler yeah right? and i did that but i rode the kawi first in okay. the morning yeah. and then i rode it last so i don't really remember the right. difference yeah but i think the second one that we tried it was a little more snappier but I'll have to like go back. Yeah, so basically probably what they did, you probably had a stock coupler in there. Mm -hmm. And what we did when during the day, we went going to the white coupler, which is a leaner coupler, which will okay. give you some more yeah. bottom in, so yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, but even with the with the leaner one, it was still kind of little underpowered, but. I ask everyone this in the test, and I don't know if you do know, maybe you do. Are you more of a front end steering rider or do you steer at the rear end? Or how do you like to corner or do you know? Shoot, I don't know. Yeah. yeah so next time you ride, <laughs> so when you go ride and, yeah. and you're out of your local track, next time you go ride, figure it out. So when you come into a corner, are you trying really hard to steer at that front end so it bites? Or are you using the throttle like Villo did back in the day where he just steers the rear around? Yeah. So I'm a big front end steering guy. If I don't nice. have, when you said um, the KTM sits up high in the front, mm -hmm. I dislike that because I feel like I can't bite in yeah, the corner. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. the Cowie probably for you is just a little mm -hmm. lower, maybe you have some front end traction. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, second place? Uh, the Husky. Okay. So Wait. what? here's here's the weird thing. I know, right? Husky and KTM <laughs> are separated and they're similar. Yeah. They're not exact, yeah. but they're yep. similar. So what makes the Husky so much better than the KTM? Yeah, I know. I always like questioning myself about this too, but the Husky, oh man, is it? It doesn't it doesn't corner as bad as a KTM. I still it's not like perfect for cornering, but it was definitely better. And same thing, it had the mapping just like the KTM had, so you had that bite, you know, on the first mapping. Right. So the power was great. Um, and their stock suspension is really good. Yeah. It's real good. So like through the choppy stuff, um, like the berms, the jumps, if you case something, it's real good. You don't blow your ankles out, right. you know, hopefully, but <laughs> well, I think what also what you might be feeling as well because they have that carbon composite air box, yeah, right? And yeah. I think from what I've been around a few years and when they had that, it just gives more. Yeah. And and the KTM feels a little bit more rigid. Yep. So what you're saying all makes sense to me. So yeah. a little bit more traction, I get a little bit more compliancy on mm -hmm. the bumps. So you look you're looking for more comfort and the husky does that for you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yep. So the winner, big winner. The Honda. Right, right, everybody. That's what you're thinking. So, are you familiar with Hondas at all? Or? No, so it's so crazy. I always joke my whole life, like, oh, I'll never ride a Honda or junk, this and this. Right, yeah. And then I ride one today and I'm like, you love it. Yeah, I would buy this thing. Really? It's not a two stroke, but I may buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many people are going to love you because you just love two strokes? My I just gosh. Love them, yeah. uh, so, what makes the Honda the bike of the day? You sit on it and it's so comfortable. Like I don't and, even, I don't even know what it is. And but. for those you guys are, you can't see this, but Marissa is looking at the Honda sitting over there right now. She's talking about. She's eyeing yeah. it up. <laughs> I'm eyeing it up for sure. Uh, suspension it was just like the Husky. Like I feel like their stock stuff is really good. Um, cornering it kind of settles into the rut real nice. The only complaint I have about the Honda is the front brake was like almost too touchy. Okay. But uh, he said he just bled it, so I don't know. Yeah. It was just super. It's, it, it, yeah, fresh bike, you know, it probably takes a little bit of a while, but yeah, real touchy. But you can adjust that stuff out, right? Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have it a little touchy than it Not barely enough. work right. at all, you know? I feel um, like some of the bikes, their front brakes kind of lack a little bit, but yeah, so I guess... It's not even really a complaint, but that'd be the only complaint I have about so, it. So engine feeling's good for you? Oh, yeah. So the Honda's nice because it has three settings. The first one is, like, pretty lame. Yeah. You know, you just kind of, like, 
whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. Going out just to enjoy a ride, whatever. And then the second and the third one are pretty similar. They're more snappy, uh, a lot more power, a lot more torque right out of the corners and stuff. So you got a lot of settings to work with. And yeah, it corners nice, it's, it's powerful, got a lot of speed, so. We, we've been talking about this bike because engine is, you know, top end is really good. Bottom, it doesn't have as much bottom as a Yamaha, but the chassis is so dang good. Yeah, Like you can point good. it and go anywhere you want. You can yes. cut down off of berms. Yeah. And just really nice feeling. So when you sit on it, you just feel at home. Yeah, it kind of feels like the Cowie where it kind of sits either level or almost like nose heavy, which yeah. I like, yep. you know, because yep. I like to, stick it in the ruts and stuff so yeah man that thing was that thing was fun and do you think what's the best looking bike out of the bunch the best looking yeah. oh man the honda stepped their game up the past couple years yeah so you don't mind the double mufflers yeah You're i mean okay. it gets expensive right you know yeah, motocross exactly. is expensive but it is i would say the husky husky probably the best looking bike though yeah, yeah. so there you have it her rankings honda husqvarna kawasaki yamaha ktm and suzuki so, are we going to see you racing anymore, or are we... No, like I said, Debbie Max kind of took a doo-doo, so... You're going to race some men and school their ass? Nah. You're out. <laughs> I'm out! <laughs> I'm out! <laughs> I got to start a career that's actually going to make me some money. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Well, thank yeah. you for doing this. Appreciate I'm sure it. there's many ladies out there that are curious about your opinion, so I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. There you go. All right, rider number two... Marshall Welton, man, GP life is up in the des. Oh, I would claim you're a GP guy because you were over there, right? I, I ride with my feet on the pegs now. You do? I saw you standing up through the corners a lot even, today. I don't even put my foot out anymore. Dude, your style is good, though. Uh, thank you. Um, but you got to talk in the mic. Don't, mic. don't be shy. Are, mic you, are you single? Zero, one, two, three. Are you locked down? I'm single as a dollar bill. All right, there you go, ladies. We're listening. Hit me up. Or if... You're most likely guys are listening to this. So if you have a chick that's single, um, what's your Instagram? Yep, it up. I did not swing that way. Yeah, but they have friends. The guys have yeah, friends. Okay, yeah. Right? And the chick could be a chick. That's right. So rip off your Instagram real quick. Um, well, it's just my name, Marshall Welton. At Marshall with one L. Because I've done that a couple L. times. So, All right, so you're here in the high desert. You're racing East Coast Supercross. Um, you're with Seth Rarick today. You're training with Brock Tickle. Mm-hmm. Before we get in these results real quick, how's Supercross going? It's coming along. Um, you know, it started out a little bit rough, but I've been making gains lately. The speed of the public tracks, you know, it's been pretty good. I've been comparable to some pretty good guys. So um, in that sense, it's good. I just need to start hitting some whoops. I, uh, you know, they're not really existent at the public tracks. So uh, I'd say I need to, that's my next weakness I need to work on. But I mean, Everything's coming along, being more comfortable on the bike now, and just trying to dial in the little stuff. So when you podium, are you going to cool guy me? <laughs> if I text you say, hey man, good job, am I going to get a text back, yes or no? I'll give you a call back. So oh man, you know. okay, you heard it here first. Marsh is going to podium. You Shout know. out for Keith for letting me come and do the the ride day. That's what put me on the podium this offseason. <laughs> there you go. We need a sticker You'll get the shout out on the podium. <laughs> so I shout out Chris Kiefer. Yeah. So sixth place. What you got? Unfortunately, it's a Cowie. Okay, Kawasaki, which you rode back in Europe, which you said you liked a I lot. I do like the Cowie. I like the European Kawasaki, um, but the standard Kawasaki just wasn't quite gelling for me. It didn't feel very sturdy, and 
You know, this didn't feel like a quality bike. Okay, so what do you like about it? What are the things that you do? And before we go, that what do you mean the quality? Like when you're riding it, explain to the people listening, like what does that feel like? Um, I mean, compared to the other bikes at the front of the list, I'd say they just felt more sturdy and um, like firm, like more solid. Firm. Yeah, more firm, but not in, in like in a, a negative way. Not in a not in a rigid way, but just more firm. Like I could trust a little more. The Cowie, you know, it felt like there was a lot of flex, um, but not in a good way. It felt like I couldn't really, you know, I felt limited with the power. It wasn't, um, not with the power, but with the bike in general. I felt limited, like I could only go a certain speed with some of the bikes at the top of the list. It felt like I didn't have, a, you know, a cap on my potential. So you, you're, you're in a box with the Cowie. Yeah, that's basically. what it kind of felt. Okay. So thing that you do like a couple things that you do like a cowie can you think of a couple that you do really enjoy about it it turns nice and it's comfortable okay on the power smooth um it just like i said it just when i when i say it turns nice it turns nice at a certain pace but then when you try to push the g out it seems like it goes too far in the stroke it kind of rebounds out um and the power it's smooth but it's just not quite enough power right you know and it's stable but it just it's not quite uh not what you're looking you know, for it does handle the bumps well i will give it that i'm you know entering the turns and the braking bumps it's there but um it's not not, not quite fast enough and just not stiff enough right so we're gonna go down the list here fifth place suzuki does not get sixth place folks yeah you want to take it off do, do i smell it's it's gonna okay. stink in here everybody's okay. everyone's okay. so we're doing this interview in my truck right from the track people so right off the bike they're talking and it's my my poor ridgeline is gonna stank ass but, yeah, it's okay. It just happens. We ride dirt bikes. It's, it is what it is. So fifth place. Suzuki. Okay. Yeah. So why did is it? Why does it beat the Cowie? Uh, I just I like the way the Suzuki turned specifically. The you know the way the whole bike felt. I I would have ranked the Suzuki way higher if it had more power. Okay. Um, it just that's really what put it farther down on the list was just the lack of power. Um, for me, I was I felt like I could just play around on it. I could hit whatever line I wanted to. I could scrub as hard as I wanted. Um, it had like the perfect amount of stiffness to flex ratio mm -hmm. for me. Um, so suspension wasn't too firm for you? I didn't think so. For me, I could push the limits on it. It felt nice. Okay. What do you think of the engine? Just bottom to top needs like 20% it, more. It just needs more meat. Yeah. More yeah. meat, more over rev, more mid. Just, just needs more. Ergo's okay for you? Ergonomics? Yeah, I'd say it feels pretty solid, like with the, just the way the overall feel is, yeah. You're okay with it? Yeah, good. Okay. Fourth place? Um, fourth place is the Honda. Sierra F250R. Feels like there's a, a limit around the thing, like it just feels like it's getting capped off. I think with some modifications it could be up higher on the list, but uh, it when I hit the gas it just... You know, Hold on, what like, was the sound you're gonna make? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say a vacuum cleaner, but it just—you know—it sounds oh like. Oh my gosh, dude, that's awesome! Feels like it's a. Uh, so you just like, want more power from it's it? Like there's a spark restaurant. Or okay, something. there you go. Know, yeah, you know, like it's got a sound map stuck on it all the time. Like we're on enduro, you mean? Like, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, it did feel a little heavy compared to the because I rode like the older style Hondas, like the 2013 and 2014. And comparing it to that, it felt a little bit heavier and like the gyro effect and the turns and I'm going side to side. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it wasn't. It was it was just better than the Suzuki and Cowie, but it didn't match next three. Um, what's your favorite thing about the Honda? Um, 
Probably just how sturdy it felt. Okay. Um, I felt straight, like I could handle the bumps, no problem in it. It and didn't do also, anything crazy. Entering the turns when I enter, like you know, you can lean it over, no problem. But uh, mm, yeah, there's is predictable, really predictable. So chassis better than chassis the engine. Chassis better. Yeah, yeah, definitely better than the engine. Third place. Third place is the Husky. Husqvarna. Um, yeah. What do you like about this bike? The power. Power is definitely up there. What I. So give me an example of the power feeling, like for the guys listening at home, like what what do you like about it? What's what's its character? Like the mid, the mid one, you know, as long as you kind of stay out of that stop and go, if you stay in the mid, um, even if you got a feather to clutch you in there, but you don't really have to. Um, it's just when you hit it, it goes, and it's like it goes fast enough to where. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about like, come on, you know, like pedaling your feet like the Flintstones, like on, yeah. on the Suzuki. You're not Barney Rubble in it. No. Like it has meat to pull it's, you out of a it's corner. definitely got the meat, and if you want to make the pass, you know, you can cut down on the turn and you can make it happen. Um, what about chassis feel? Yeah, it wasn't my favorite. Um, the, the rear of the bike feels quite rigid, and it does not soak up the bumps to what I thought it would. Um, I don't know, there's a pretty big difference from that to the KTM, I was surprised because I was expecting them to be almost identical, but right. when I rode the Husky, I was thinking like, whoa, because I went from, I think, three Japanese bikes in a row, and I jumped on the Husky, and it took me a good three, four laps to even kind of get back to normal because I, I felt way out of place, but once I got going, it was good, it just, it, it feels pretty rigid. Okay, um, second place, we're going the with the Yamaha. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing, okay, because I'm gonna. We're gonna be transparent here. This is what we do. I'm a. I'm an honest motherfucker, okay. You have a little bad taste in your mouth from Yamaha days, right? I, I can't deny that. Bro. Okay. So, but you rode it. Obviously, it's second place, so it's a pretty damn good bike. It right? is a great bike. And you, I guess you haven't had any time on the 19 version, correct? No, no. And I was very pleasantly surprised at the 19. It was a. It was a toss up. It was close. Okay. So the top two were really close. Top two were close. Yeah. So what what do you love about this Yamaha? Um, the comfort. Um, that initial feel on the suspension is, it's like riding on a quad almost. The acceleration bumps are almost non-existent. Um, I love how easy it is to maintain your roll speed. I also forgot something on the Honda that I was going to point out. Go ahead, rip it. Um, I really liked how little engine braking it had. On the Honda. It was easy to maintain roll speed. Absolutely. You know, when you let off the gas and you enter your turns, it just felt like almost in a two-stroke feel where yep. you could just roll right through. That's awesome. Where with the Yamaha, there was a little more engine braking. Right. Um, I think if they would, what I can't really, I'm being a little bit contradictory because I like the way the Yamaha turns. So I can't say that. It needs well, more, I, no, that makes sense because you have a little right. bit of engine braking. You might be a front end steering guy, so now you have more front end load, mm -hmm. so you can bank off of things and do that. Yeah, that was that's what kind of tripped me up with the Yamaha is when I had the the front end load, it was getting when I really was pushing the limits, it was kind of twitching a little bit in the softer dirt, and that made me feel unsure of myself. Um, you know, when it's like fresh tail track or softer dirt, when I'm getting off the gas and braking, it kind of almost wanted a knife sometimes. Okay. And I was not, you know, that kind of set it off for me, but what was great about it is just when you got in a rut, is how easy it was to just get in, rail it, and get out and go. Um, but also on the top, I personally am not a big fan of how that thing sounds. 
in the top end. It's loud, right? It's really loud and pretty raspy. Raspy, yeah. And it feels like it's almost missing something, like on the, the top end. Right. Where comparing it to the other bike, if you're good at doing math, you can probably figure out. <laughs> you can feel out the color is. real easy. Yeah. Um, where comparing it to that, it just it doesn't have. It needs more the top, top than the orange know. bike that that one. That's right. Okay, so let's lead into that. Now the KTM is one. You ride a KTM, but the, if something was better, because people are going to be like, well, if he fucking rides a KTM, he's going to like it better. Yeah. You know, but if something was better, you would say that. I went back and forth three times from the Yamaha to the KTM, um, going back and forth the characteristics, so I did give it a, a really honest effort. Um, it's just I felt like I could push the limits harder and faster on the KTM, and I could, like I said, on the Cowie or the Suzuki, I felt like I was reaching my max potential with a stock bike. When I ride the KTM, I feel like I can gain tenths every lap I click off by just pushing the limits a little farther, a little farther, where, you know, Yamaha is close to that, but also it's it's so comfortable, it almost feels like, you know, you're not, I don't know how to word that properly, but. No, I get it what you're yeah. saying. Like, I, I agree, when I ride bigger bikes, I feel like I can push the Husky a little bit harder than a Yamaha. Mm -hmm. So I think that could be the same character that you're feeling with that. Mm -hmm. um, what about suspension on the KTM? Well, I mean, let's compare that real quick. KTM, Yamaha. Who has a better suspension? Yamaha. Okay. Yep. Yamaha but engine wins. feel, you like the KTM better? Yeah, just because of the power. The top end especially. What about cornering? Yamaha probably a little bit. Okay. But they're pretty close. I just like the KTM because of how fast it is. Do you feel weight differences between the two? Mm, I, I can feel the weight on the KTM being a little lighter, a little bit more agile. Okay. But I just feel precise when I ride the KTM. When I want to put it somewhere... It's almost like I'm riding a cross-country mountain bike, and I can just, you know, put you can it. set it in. And I can set it wherever I want, and that's right. why I feel like I can keep pushing the limits. With the Yamaha, it feels like I'm drifting a little more, and I'm, uh, you know, not skating, but I, I mean, I get really great traction with the Yamaha. I'm just thinking with the Yamaha, when I want to jump somewhere compared to the KTM, the KTM, I can be more precise with it. Right. So there you have it, Marshall Welton, everybody. KTM, Yamaha, Husqvarna, Honda, Suzuki, Kawasaki. Thank you for doing this. I know you're in Supercross mode. Thanks, Chris. So I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Yeah, well, there you have it, Marshall Welton. Everybody go. What's your number? East Coast. 285. Everyone, go get a 285 jersey. Can they get that? Uh -huh. FX, hit up Andy White at FXR. Tell him you want a Marshall Welton jersey. Just flood him with emails. Yep, flood him with emails. So I would give you his email right now if I had it on me, but I do not. Do you know it offhand? Not offhand. Oh, no. But anyway, Marshall, East Coast Supercross, look for him. He'll be with a very good looking gentleman named Brock Tickle with a 5 o'clock shadow. Um, yeah, he's like a, yeah, he's a good looking dude. Yeah, but you're a good looking kid. Gay. So anyway, so? Marshall's single and he's good looking. Appreciate it. Women, hit him up. Sweet. There you go. All right, rider number three, uh, the best-looking trainer in motocross. I have him here, ladies. Um, you weren't out here, so you couldn't see him. My wife was supposed to take off work to meet this gentleman, but she flaked. That's your loss, Heather. <laughs> Seth Rarick, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> I'll wait for the applause, though. <laughs> give the applause. So Seth hasn't been... Let me just give you a background on Seth real quick. Not only is he a good-looking guy, he's a nice guy. He's from East Coast. He rides really well. He hasn't been riding a lot because he's been training and bicycling his ass off, right? Yeah, I haven't ridden. Who's your client? Who do you got? For, you got? I have Brandon Hartraff, Jacob Hayes, Justin Hill, uh, and then I'm helping back home. We have Luke Neese. I don't know if yeah, you've yeah. heard him. But Jim Neese's kid. Yep, he's turning pro. He's racing Supercross this year, and then I help out Cunningham as well. There you go. Um, 
Well, before we start this, how come Hartnath looks so fat in that picture? That <laughs> I don't know. I think it's the moose gear. Dude, it I, was so big. Fat, I know. And he's the leanest he's ever been. Did right. you see him in Anaheim? No. He's lean right now. You're lean. He's down to, rat, Hartnath's down to, so I'm like 170. Yeah. And he's uh, like 173, 174. He is? Yeah. Wow. It's just, that was a bad picture. Wow. Bad. Yeah, it, he looked, it, it was the jersey. He looked thick. Um, so you're, <laughs> how much are you weighing right now? I like 170. So 170, you're 6'1"? Six 6'1", one? Six one, yeah. 6'1", six one, 170, is all dick and ribs. Um, <laughs> that's what I, when I saw him today, I gave him a hug, and I was like, man, you're really thinned out. So, <laughs> But anyway, Seth rides at a high level. He's a good rider. Um, we race together in Canadian Nationals. He's Jimmy D's homie. He's a good dude. So we have him out here. So how's it feel to ride again? Man, it was awesome. I scratched the itch today. It's fun, right? It was a blast. Yeah, I didn't really know what to expect. Like when you texted me about this, I was actually even on the fence whether I should do it or not. Really? Because I haven't ridden in that long. Well, I rode in November back home. Um, but I've just struggled the last few times I rode, man. I just didn't feel... I didn't could, have fun. I had fun for a couple of laps. But like, the arm pump's so bad, and I could tell I haven't ridden in a long time. Right. And that just makes it not enjoyable. Right. But I was like, oh, what the hell, I'll come... I didn't plan on... I didn't even bring gear. I had to order all new stuff just to ride today. Yeah, so. you borrowed boots, everybody. I borrowed boots, yep. Yeah. Thank you for the boots. All right. So uh, we got sixth place. Let's rip it down. Sixth place, what do you got? Okay, are we going last to first? Yeah. Um, to Zoop. Yeah. Okay. I so, hate to do that just because it's an all-new bike, but I have to. Is it? Is it a bad bike? No. No, no, no. It's not a bad bike. Um, I think if you're a vet rider mm -hmm. or a novice or just want to have fun on the weekends, a weekend warrior, I think it's fine. Um, at a pro level, I just still think no matter how good the the factory can the factory teams can make it. Right. The platform is just still too far behind. I know it's an all new redesigned bike, but what's the first time since twenty ten? Yeah, it's been a while. And it's better for right. sure. It's better. Um, first thing I noticed, just going off memory from a year ago, was the power. It hits hard on the bottom. It just when compared to the other bikes in the class, it's still behind. It's tough. It's still behind. And you know what the weirdest thing was is I don't even know how to describe this. I've never felt this on a dirt bike before. The cockpit had like a a banana boat feel. Okay. Like the, I don't know if it was the seat, the subframe, or what, but I didn't notice it until I hit the first tight corner, like a big open sweep. You don't really notice it, mm -hmm. but anywhere where you have to get your weight on the front to make the bike corner, that I felt so low. Like I felt like I was sitting on top of the piston. Really? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I know what I didn't hear anyone else say that, but That's I felt it immediately. So is that a negative for you? It's not that it's a negative. Um, it just takes something to get used to. For me, I, I I will say it was a little bit of a negative personally, just because I didn't. I could hop on any other bike today and rip right away. Right. That bike, I was like, whoa, what is this? You right. know. Um, but that's just a, a personal feel. Once you get used to it, no big deal. But I, I'm ranking it last simply just because the power is still not on par. Just not. Bikes. Everyone kind of even Marshall explained. Needs like twenty percent more power. Yes, just needs meat. Yes, it has about forty percent more than last year. Yeah, so it is a better bike. It's a better bike. Yeah. It's a better bike. I think if you're just, like I said, a weekend warrior, a vet rider, just someone who doesn't is not trying to race at the highest level. Yeah, I think it's fine because cornered well, um, suspension wise, I didn't even make a change. It felt fine. It felt very balanced. Um, it just is lacking still. So there you have it, six place Suzuki, but still a good bike, better bike than last year. So don't let it scare you away. And it didn't finish sixth in every um, buddy's opinion. We've had it ranked fifth so far. So <laughs> not not okay. last place. So fifth place, you have the Cowie. Why is the Cowie fifth? Um, 
to be honest, it was kind of a toss-up whether to do Cowie or Suzuki. Okay, so those two are close. Yeah. Um, Cowie got the nod over the Suzuki just because of the bottom end hit. Mm -hmm. It does hit hard off the bottom, so I like that. Um, it still signs off early. They changed the... I don't know what the stock coupler is, but they changed to a white coupler. Yep, leaner. Yep. Yeah, um, so that helped broaden the power band a little bit. I personally, again, I didn't hear anyone else say this, but I've always, I've ridden Cowies in the past, but always struggled with transmissions. They're okay. so notchy. Notchy. Very notchy. Yeah. Was um, yours notchy today? Notchier than the other bikes. It's funny you say that. So I rode, I rode a, a newer one today just to compare because they had some other stuff done to it. Yeah. Um, and I told him, I go, hey man, it's under load. It's hard to shift. It is. Yeah. And I've always noticed that. And I rode Cowies back in 2010, so it was a long time ago. Right. They were terrible then. They're much better now. But man, when you're doing a shootout like this and going from one bike to the next to the next, I look for what's most comfortable right away. Yeah. And the Cowie still has the same characteristics it did in 2010 with the tranny. Um, granted, it, it has a lot more power, so that kind of makes up for it. Right. Um, it turns really well. It's skinny, light, nimble, where they used to be when I rode them back in the day. They're kind of tractor-ish. Um, so it has a lot of positives about it. But man, the transmissions, to be honest with you, they, that just scares me. Mm -hmm. If I'm Again, I, I'm going off, I'm judging everything off what I go race this at an outdoor national. That's kind of where I'm judging everything from, you know? And mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I wouldn't... So is it from second to third mostly? Yeah, second yeah. to third, third to fourth, only under a heavy load. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't, it's just not like... What about uh, chassis feel? Um, chassis was good. It was... Uh, we actually made a change. It was very, it was soft in the front. Mm -hmm. um, Marshall rode it before me, and they he went stiffer on the front because he said it was diving. So then before I rode it, they put it back to whatever stock settings were, and I immediately had the same complaint as him. So they stiffened the front up, and it felt more balanced. Um, like I said, it cornered really good, which is a, a huge plus. A lot of the people but, say Cowie was good today for cornering. It was. It cornered really good. Um, this class, though, I, I just think horsepower is king you yeah know? absolutely no, no matter what right. um which which think, is funny but we're gonna yeah, get to yeah, that yeah. which is funny because yeah. that's kind of contradicting it is contradicting but I'll, we'll get to that um fourth place husqvarna you loved this bike early in the morning i did first thing first time out today i'm like yeah i don't want to ride other bikes this thing's mint right but it was also my first session track yeah. was deceiving yeah. very forgiving actually we had some good you're an east coast guy okay yeah let's let for the east coast people out there so they don't yell at me yeah <laughs> is this dirt good uh this morning i would say this dirt was unbelievable till about one and then it kind of goes away hard packed yeah it started going away like 12 30 but uh till till noon it was primo like so, this morning when i rode the husky yeah i seriously was like oh here's the winner right here right but it was so many like you know everything was deceiving good lines yeah and... you couldn't mess up a corner right, if you tried right you know so husky, husky kind of got me in, in the, the sweet spot of the day yeah yeah but then i did i went back so what i did is i rode every bike once mm -hmm. um i immediately knew the cowie and suzuki were kind of going to be on the bottom and then the other four i went and rode them all again i did a second run on them and made a couple changes on them um so i rode the husky first and then when I rode it later on in the day, it actually had a completely different feel. I don't know if it's that um, the different subframe that it has. The co carbon composite? The, yeah, it was rigid, man. Okay. Like when the track, basically, a good way to explain it is when the track went away and the track got a rigid feel, the bike did too. Okay. And it was like I could pretty much count the bumps around the track, which everything else about the Husky was good. The 
hydraulic clutch is sweet uh, power I mean I'll say it right now KTM and Husky fastest bikes in the class um, I'll also want I want to get to which part of the power band though because that's why they're not right on top uh, anyway but yeah everything about the Husky was good it was simply the rigid feel and it was not a, I'm, I'm not talking suspension it's a chassis feel suspension we made a couple changes but there wasn't I wasn't deflecting off bumps um, the front end wasn't pushing or I wasn't it wasn't hard to control it was just a general feel that when I went I did a back-to-back -back Husky to KTM mm -hmm. it wasn't in the KT, KTM felt plush okay it felt more like a Japanese bike well oh, and then that I'm 95% sure that the settings are the same on each bike. Just the difference is in swing arm, mm -hmm. husky swing arm, different, and airbox. Yeah, that I, I can all I can attribute it to is the swing arm and uh, the subframe. Mm -hmm. um, is why I was feeling that. Um, third place, Yamaha YZ250F, which you're familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very familiar with the 450. Uh, 250, I haven't ridden one since. I think since here last year, so yeah. Okay. Did you so, ride one up in Canada too? Or you're just no. Too nope, just too strong. Okay. I've ridden a bunch over the years though. So YZ250F, what's, what, give me one reason why you love it, one reason why you could live with, what you could live without. Well, I'm what, I actually want to start with what I could live without because okay. I, it, it didn't do anything bad. Okay. To be a quite honest with you, so it's, it's funny because I used this term earlier with with Marissa. It's vanilla. It's everything's yes. pretty good. Like yes. she's good. Like you get vanilla ice cream, you're Yamaha, like I'm in. It's good. Yamaha was like ten percent away from being first for me. Oh, so first or third's close. First through fourth is like splitting hairs. Okay, really, the only the, the, you'd be fine on any of those bikes. I mean, the fifth and sixth kind of were a significant drop off, but the top four are splitting hairs. So but, what? Why didn't Yamaha get first place? Let's, let's um, talk about that. I would say a bit of a stink bug feel. Okay. Um, which we, again, it's not that we didn't try to change it. We, the front end needed more hold up. Uh, we did that. Played around sag a little bit. Um, it just, the bike has a general stink bug feel a little bit to where it's diving in the front. Um, I noticed it in a couple of the, of a couple of corners out here where you're real high speed and you go into like a sharp, sharp 180. Mm -hmm. That's where I noticed it. Um, power is fine honestly i think that if we're, if we're talking power curve yamaha had the best power curve to where it was strong low um carried through mid good we actually i read actually it was your map yeah your map uh -huh. unbelievable there you go because all it did was carry that bottom end hit and mm -hmm. just basically up, up top it didn't sign off as quick it right. just carried it through more but it, it never made any area weak that i felt right um so your map crush that one yeah it's been um, a long time with that thing um <laughs> i'm really still trying to give you something the yamaha does bad and i can't think of it that's what sucks is like it's third it didn't win people yeah. are like oh it didn't win but dude it's no good the yamaha is awesome yeah it, it, it's awesome and, and and let's talk about the power differences okay because second place is ktm mm -hmm. what is the power differences and why does the ktm just get ahead of the Yamaha. Um, so the only I think I did this last year too is I put the Yamaha between the KTM and Husky. Um, the KTM and Husky power band are identical. Um, they're just revers. Yeah. I'm not really a rever. Um, obviously, if you have someone like okay Zach, Zach revs the piss out of a bike. He obviously won a lot of races in that Husky. Mm -hmm. I see why. You know, 
Um, it just depends on your riding style. Just need it's neither here nor there. Whatever you ride like, you could choose KTM slash Husky or for me, I like the Yamaha power band a little better. It's low end torque. Low end torque, exactly. Um, so the KTM builds its builds its, its like power really calculated, mm -hmm. and then it just oh yeah, takes it off. takes off. Like there's a couple sections out here today. The one the right straight away into the left before the two tables in the back. Every bike, I was coming out of the right. I was in second. I shift in the third. Short shift in third, and then back down the second. KTM and Husky are just second all the way. It just keeps it just does not sign off. And then you go left, hit the first table. The other bikes, I was actually going from second to fourth in the air. Yeah, correct. Uh, those two bikes, just the third. Yeah. You know, and then I'd click fourth in there, the second table before the straightaway. Just the the over rev on those bikes. Yeah. Is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. It's, well, a second gear is so usable on a KTM. Man. It, it is insane. I I really enjoyed the power band, but you have to know how to ride it. Right. If you're trying to be smooth, calculated, not rev the bike, you're honestly going to hate those bikes. It's funny, we talked about that earlier in the day. We got together and we're like, dude, you got to ride the Yamaha so much different than the KTM. Yeah. Like, I'm a smoother guy, so the mm -hmm. Yamaha kind of fits my style. But then when I change my style on the KTM or the yeah. Husqvarna, it rewards me when I ride just a bit over my head yep. or rev it. It like likes that. It area. does. It yeah. does 100%. And I, I like that. Like I said, the I'd say all these bikes, if you're talking power curve, for me, how I ride, the Yamaha is the best. Yeah. The only reason I put the Yamaha between the KTM and Husky is because that um, rigidity I felt on the Husky mm -hmm. wasn't there in the KTM. Right. And honestly, it's like splitting hairs so much, the Yamaha felt directly in between those right. bikes, if, if that makes sense. The, K, the Yamaha felt super plush, corner ball. It did everything good, uh, nothing exceptional. Um, the KTM did everything good and had a bit more of a plush feel. There you go. So when the tra I didn't notice it m much until the track got boned out because on my second run on all the bikes, track was pretty hammered and the KTM was just, it was good. It could, I don't know if it, that flame flexes more or what, but the flat corners I wasn't struggling with, braking bumps, acceleration bumps, it was just a plush feel. It's almost like they weren't there. Surprise, surprise, winner. Yeah, winner, winner, chicken dinner. So ride red. <laughs> No wing, no prayer. Exactly. It's been a long time since I've been excited about a Honda. Right? I mean, I have it's some. Been a long I, I know time. a lot about a Honda. That's kind of why I removed myself from the shootout. But I guess it's almost kind of like a KTM and Husqvarna, where the faster you ride it, mm -hmm. the better it works. So here's the reason I put the Honda first. And when I say the top four is like splitting hairs, it really is like splitting hairs. Um, the power band, it, it doesn't have the same power as a KTM, Husky, or Yamaha. Um, but it's also night and day better than last year. Mm -hmm. And the harder you ride that thing, the more it pulls. That That's what I felt. Right. And it doesn't have the overhead of the KTM and Husky. You can short shift it more like a Yamaha. Um, but it's so smooth, man. Like, I literally got on that bike. And within two corners, I felt like I've owned a Honda for a year. Yep. Seriously. That's like, Honda I, character, right? Seri but, but I didn't feel that last year. Okay. La last year, it was good ergonomically. Chassis-wise, was good. But the bike was so slow. Mm -hmm. I think I ranked the Honda last last year, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. Behind, I'm pretty sure it was behind the Suzuki. Um, It was so slow. I, all day, I could not get my head past how slow it was. I'm like, dude, this thing can't get out of its own way. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Today, 
Oh my God, Chris! I could I could race national. Really? Literally you like that. felt. You said you could do a thirty-minute mode. I think. Could do a thirty. Every other bike, I could feel remnants of arm pump coming in. Yeah. That bike, nothing. All the bumps, I like I said on the Husky, I could count the bumps on the track. Yeah. Honda, I didn't even notice there was a bump on the track. So suspension's plush. So plush, but doesn't blow through. Yeah. Which for stock suspension is impressive. Yeah. Cornering. If the wind blows, if the wind blows to the right, you're turning right. Yep. It corners that good. I mean, I could carve any line today, like because there were a couple lines where they started getting hooks in the ruts, and you want to climb out of them. The other bikes, it was a little bit of a chore. I had to remind myself, okay, we got to here comes some bumps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, or like I need to miss this hook, cut out. You know, don't be an idiot. The Honda just did it. Yeah, it was everything about that bike was like butter. The other bikes, are they faster? Yes. Does. Uh, that's not. I mean, honestly, that's probably the only thing. That's right? the only thing I'm trying to think. Because the chassis yeah. is pretty damn good. Chassis is good. It corners. Amazing. I mean, that Honda. Well, the Honda cornering is back. Like that's what I'm saying. I haven't been excited about a Honda since. Um, the last time I rode a Honda and I actually loved it was 2010. Okay. So that was a good bike too. Yeah, 2010, and that's what nine. It's 2019 now. Yeah. Wow. Nine years. Um, the Honda say absolutely blew me away. I'm not being biased. Are you map one, map three? Oh, map, that's right. Okay, I left that out. Map three. Okay. Yeah, map one, I started the map one. Yep. It was okay. It was like, ah, okay. And then map three, that's where it was money. Absolutely money. Like, you just can't ride it like an idiot. You can't rev it like the KTM or Husky. Right. And if you're in the meat of the power, if you are somewhat know what you're doing, that bike is going to be unbelievable. Yeah, so Honda wins first, KTM second, third, Yamaha. Fourth Husqvarna, fifth Kawasaki, sixth Suzuki. Pretty cool to ride, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm still. I'm looking at this list. I'm still surprised I ranked Honda first, but I felt the and and you you don't know because you haven't seen the results, but they're all over the map. Yeah, I feel like this was a pretty good test for me because I haven't been riding, and I don't normally ride two fifties anyway. But I I had no bias coming into today. Right. Yeah. You know? I wasn't comfortable on any of the bikes. So. And that says something because you haven't been to Honda. No. In a long time, the and last liked it. The last Honda I rode was last year's shootout, and I absolutely hated it. And today, I'm telling you, I, I could go to a 40 right now. That's how good I felt. Okay, you heard it here. Seth's going to do a 40. We're going to call him. Home. <laughs> <laughs> but I could. Actually, no, they left. They took the bike. Oh, no, no, it's here. It's right there. Oh, it's here. Yeah. All right. Maybe a 20. He's going to gear up again. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. No worries. Seth Barry, hey, he's single. Just letting everybody <laughs> know that. Thank you. Bye. Hey, what's up? Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Skosh. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your Droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close, like my house. I don't have that many outlets. They just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. just I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. 
It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. So founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic. You guys need to check them out, skosh.com. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value, and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Skosh develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Skosh finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to skosh.com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. You won't ever get it. If you want to hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'll let you know more. But very cool guys over there. Thanks, skosh. Skosh.com. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, bludlubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sports Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sports Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain. And uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils. And uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil did some temperature readings it was a little over 30 degrees cooler in my yz450f compared to some other oils i've been running so the stuff is good they sponsor over 250 racers from enduro enduro cross hair scrambles utvs supercross now they got some supercross guys so go check them out bloodlubricants.com use the discount code kefer and get some percentage off your oils they'll ship them to you probably get a hat or two you know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out, bloodlubricants.com. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right. They are on board with the keyforinktesting.com, Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 6dhelmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven I'm telling you guys, and it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 6D Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. 
hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 6D helmets, hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 60. Screen printing done.com. I hate it when they put sirens in commercials. They've done studies, you know, 60% of the time, it works every time. I wish I had that shirt. It would cover my boy boobs nicely. Screenprintingdone.com. We make kick-ass t-shirts. It's made with bits of real panther. We get it done. So you know it's good. Screenprintingdone.com. Screenprintingdone.com. Alright, we're going to do a double deuce right here. We're going to have two guys at once. Two guys, one car. One car? One mic. <laughs> two, two dudes, one mic. So, get your mind out of the gutter. I've been testing a long time. I don't really get excited. I mean, I'm excited to ride dirt bikes, right? But what I'd love is that I have my guy back with me. And I, and I love you, Big Air No, no, no. And I love that I have my guy back with me. Yeah, so, I mean. Without further ado. Is this yours? Sunglasses. What do I do with sunglasses? Oh, here you go. Hold on. We're getting, uh, interrupted. Excuse us yeah, for a second, folks. Sorry, yes, Seth Rarick. Yes, sorry, look good. Guys. Okay, thank you. Thanks again, Chris. All right. Um, Big Air Todd's here. We have Big Air Todd. But okay. I'm really excited to have... And so am I. My he, guy here. He, I would call him my guy. You guys know him. Dirt rider. <laughs> freestyle. Now stunt man. We're not going to talk about what he's doing, but... He's Top secret James Cameron. Yep. Work. Chris Dennison, everybody. Thank you. You're back on a dirt bike. That was a hell of an intro. That's going to be my cell phone ringer from now on. <laughs> yeah, I'm back on a bike and I'm a super fan now. I got zero dog in the fight prior to today. I I haven't seen anybody shootout results. I didn't know what was new on Yes, you don't bike. know what the hell's going on. I know nothing. Right. Yeah. Perfect. So so let's talk to Chris about Hollywood. No. That's going to be a long okay. We could do a podcast about that. <laughs> yeah, you could. You guys actually got to make it home tonight. Yeah. So. Um, so Big Air Todd and Chris here, we're gonna we're gonna double up here because they gotta go home. They have to drive down the hill. It's traffic. You guys know the deal. Chris hasn't ridden a bike. Well, I take that back. Chris rode me last week, but past that, you haven't ridden a dirt bike in a year and a half. Not for fun. So I've ridden it for work, doing stunt shit. But okay. that's like cruising down the street middle of the night on a dirt bike with no helmet while shooting a gun type of stuff. <laughs> right. You know, like that doesn't equate to pounding laps. Right. Uh, fortunately, because what I've been doing, my fitness is really good right now. Probably better than it was when I was riding moto. Except for your arms. You can't do anything for your arms. Right. You know? But like, dude, it's super fun. I mean, I was thinking back. The last time I rode all the test bikes was 2016. So I'm, I'm like Encino Man. I've been frozen for a little bit. And I came back and I'm like, shh. Dude, yeah, I don't even know what you got. I don't know the rankings. Oh. And both of you guys don't know each other's rankings. No, I no. have no idea. So we're going to talk from sixth place to first place. You guys know the drill. Um, so let's just start it off. Big Air Todd, what do you got for sixth? Uh, it's disappointing, but a huge improvement from last year is the Suzuki. Okay, it's been going sixth place, kind of. I mean, it's a big improvement. Sixth and fifth, it's been floating through that. It, it, they improved on the motor quite a bit. Okay, so what do you like about this bike? The one thing I do like is the ergonomics and how it feels right when you sit on it. Like, you know, handlebars, foot pegs, everything feels comfortable right away. Right. Um, things you dislike? Uh, the harshness. Harshness as in where? Of the suspension. I mean, there felt like there was no initial plushness and it just never, it, it never progressed 
it just progressed into more harshness. It, it never, it was, there's nothing. You don't have a comfort feeling when you're riding. No, and I tried. And, you know, I could, I don't know. We could spend more time. Oh. See you, Butler. Got everybody leaving here, so excuse the mess. Yeah. Um, We're going to try to scramble out of here before it gets. What late. about engine feeling? I felt it needed to, there needed to be a change in the gearing. Out of all the bikes, it definitely needed to go up on the rear sprocket a couple teeth. It felt like it was geared too tall. And this is a fast track. Right. So I kept downshifting more than any of the bikes, I felt. And one thing when you get on the bike, do you like the way it is set up ergonomically? That's what I was saying. Yeah, right away. When you get on the bike, you feel comfortable. And then you and then you run into some braking bumps or acceleration bumps and want to chatter your wrists. What would you rather have, comfort and suspension or more engine power? That's a great question. Like if you have this, like Todd, I went to Suzuki dealership. I got this bike, and I rode it for the first day. Oh shit! Well, I'd say I would say engine, and it has a great engine, and it's improved big time from last year. It's probably the most improved engine out of all the bikes. Yeah, I think with a lot of work and some time, you could dial in the suspension. So let's get Chris jumped in here. Yeah. What do you got for six? Same. Husky. Okay. Wow. Yeah, husky oh. for me, man. Okay. So why is the Husqvarna sixth place for you? You know, I like it, and it pained me to put it in sixth, but I just fought that bike okay. every time I was out on it. And I think um, a lot of that fighting was just handling feel. Like, landings, man, just pulling it. fell out of the sky like it just slapped down, you know? Is that more of the fork feeling for you than the shock? For me, it was fork initially that you feel, but then with the shock, I was just getting crazy play and just felt kind of busy. Um, you know, the thing's not horrible. It just kind of, I was like, man, I'm fighting this bike. It, like, wore me out fast. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a fan of the motor. So map, I played with the mapping quite a bit. It's pretty cool how adjustable it is. Map two works better for me. Let, let me ask you this yeah. before you get into that. Do you notice a difference between maps? Can you tell? I absolutely did on that bike. Okay. Sometimes, you know, it's little things or, I mean, I'll tell people, I'll call it like, Hey, honestly, I can't tell the difference between the damn maps. Right. Um, on the Husky I did like the Husky for me, I think map two, it made power <laughs> a little bit more where I ride the bike, you know? I mean, all these things, especially the Husky, like, it's not a 450. You can't ride it like one. Right. You know? You got to rev it out. Yeah, it, and it had, like, a good little bit of snap down low, like that, yeah. like, almost like you want, I hate to bring this up, but in an off-road bike, like, uh -huh. you know, a little bit of clutch. Right. Um, that's cool, because that'll get you out of trouble. Mid-range, like, okay, good over-rev on that thing. Um, I think overall, like, just, it was really my cup of tea, like, so my more, style. So more so chassis feeling for you was down yeah. versus engine absolutely and I'm, you fiddle with the clickers but you can tell too we've all been test riding long enough you can tell when you're like hey eh, clickers ain't gonna fix this right you know like this this goes deeper than that um and i know they made some changes on that bike particularly this year just to get like a little more rigidity out of the frame and make it feel more balanced and for me like it just didn't didn't do it okay. just felt too harsh i was picking up like every single square edge that i hit on a track and it, it's racy for sure but like you know you gotta ride the piss out of that bike and for me like that's cool if i'm racing but if i just want to go burn laps i don't want to be like 10 monkeys just pushing that thing to make it work i'm gonna play devil's advocate so you said slap downs mm -hmm. i swear on everything it's the handlebar really because that neck and hand so they come stock with neck and handlebars mm -hmm. i'm sorry husqvarna comes with pro tapers but you get on a, a ktm they come with stock with neck in yeah. so they're different bars yes so the pro taper bar I feel like it's it flexes more, but since it's such a straighter bend, and this is what I've been feeling lately, 
it's a little bit of firmer feeling. So mm, you got an air now. fork, you got a little bit of a straighter bar, it's really flat and low. So now you're hitting these slap downs like you're slapping down, you're not clearing a jump, you're yeah. doubling in, bam, it just kind of gives you a spike to your wrist. Yeah, I could see that, but it was more than that because like you land out of shape, mm -hmm. it took me a while to get the power back to the ground. Like it was like that mistake would breed like another little mistake and I'd have to kind of just like, like unscrew the whole situation and, and get it back tracking straight. Whereas other bikes, I mean, we'll talk about, but like you can land on some of the other bikes a little bit jacked up, just burr, like feels like it's getting power straight to the ground, didn't skip a beat, you know? So I guess we call that recovery when we do yeah. production testing, like when you mess up and you got to fan the clutch a little bit or you got to get back into shape, how quick does that thing get back into shape? It has good recovery time. This thing doesn't for you. Right. Yeah, that's a great way to articulate it. And that for me just wears me out quick. And I was like, this is the second bike I rode. The track wasn't that rough. And I was like, man, maybe my fitness isn't that good. Then I rode some other shit later and I was like, I don't know, that thing just, we didn't gel. And I mean, sometimes like you get on a bike and you just click with it. Right. Like I had some bikes like that today and then other things, it's just, it's not a street fight, but you're like, oh, I'm just kind of wrestling with this thing a little bit, you yeah. know? I hear you. Um, fifth place, Big Air, what so you got? So let's transition into the same feel. Uh, for every action, there's a reaction. And I felt that way on the KTM. That's why I put the KTM in fifth. Okay. I felt like for every time I would, I would enter a corner and almost like jump into a rut, into a corner, there was a reaction. It was like the bike, it went down in the stroke and then and then rebounded back and then it was a time to straighten back out. It mm -hmm. didn't just jump in and, and, and settle down and stay down. You need more of a dead feeling for yourself. It was too lively coming out, you spring back exactly. out. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And the same even with landing. You know, if you didn't land just right or if you overjumped, especially if you overjumped, it would have a reaction to that to that, that compression and the bottoming it out. And then it would take, like Chris was saying on the... Husqvarna, I felt the same way on the KTM. There was a moment where you had to like slow down and straighten your stuff out. Can you say it? Say, yeah, you, say you gotta straighten your shit out and yeah. get going again and back on track. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, a little lapse in that, in the suspension I, I felt. And you know, I, I think it boils down to the chassis and maybe like really? you said, the handlebars. Really? I mean, it felt a little bit it's, like springy. It's weird to say that because we're in a class where engine is so key. Oh, yeah, there, I, yeah absolutely. Yeah. That's why I said on the Suzuki, you know, it's most improved. Yep. So fifth place, KTM. What do you think of the KTM engine, though? How it builds its RPMs and how it's builds it, its engine character? Yeah. Well, it builds them on the top end for sure. Yeah. It's more, for me, when I ride a KTM. Top end, in my notes, it says top end only. Right. It It's deceiving. That's how I like to put KTM and Husqvarna. You think you don't have a lot of snap, which you don't. RPM response isn't the crispest. It doesn't have that pop out of a corner. But what you're doing, what I feel at least, is connection. I have so much connection to the rear wheel when I'm accelerating down. And it sounds like you don't have that feel. Because you're kind of like swapping out or riding low and then snapping back. But you sounds like you need some RPM response down low. You like a bike that has bark and excitement down low. This KTM, you can't ride it around on the track just like you're cruising around a 450. You have third, to go for it. You have to get be on it and ride it hard right. the entire time or just don't even go out. Right. Don't even go out, people. Don't even go out. <laughs> just leave it at home. <laughs> Electric diesel. What you got for fifth, CD? Suzuki. Okay, so yeah. we're, we're on the Suzuki train again. Yep. So what to... Elaborate on what Big Air said. What was your feeling towards that? Yeah, I don't want to beat a, a dead yellow horse. I think uh, uh, power is a little bit flat yep. for me. Mm -hmm. um, overall, the bike's pretty vanilla. It's uh, it's a safe choice for a 250F. You know, I think there's guys out there that, that I would recommend it to. Um, 
you know, I struggled with the suspension. I went back and forth, and I freaking went. I went four clicks uh, slower on slower, okay. the rebound on the shock on that thing. Yep. Because, and that's a trend. With everything, I typically go a little bit slower. I like a dead feel in the back. Yep. I like the front to just hold up, and then the rear to kind of just blow through stuff. Like, not full low boy Villapoto style. You right. Know? But it's kind of more of an off-road setting. You yeah. hit chop, and you don't want the back end to... You want to hit stuff. Out. When you hit stuff at speed, you want it not to react so quick. Exactly. And right. I'll take a little bit of, like, dead feeling or a little bit of hit out of it. The Suzuki was the only bike that initially... It felt dancing in the rear, but it also had like a little side-to-side -side instability, and I was like, mm. so did that. Played with the rebound, that helped. Didn't quite do it at that point. I was like, well, maybe it's a high-speed issue. Got the high-speed. I, I think I went two clicks out on the high-speed a little bit better, which I liked, but you know, still it wasn't perfect for me. Um, the bike feels good, like ergonomically. You get on it, it's comfortable. Not a perfect fit, but you could definitely adapt to it and get used to it. Uh, it definitely, to me, felt like the heaviest 250F okay. out of everything. And How's the cornering? Because that was always, you know, when we were at Dirt Rider, that was like, Suzuki's always really good cornering. Does yeah, it do still you, have that or no? Not really. lost that. I was expecting it to corner awesome. And okay. for me, like, that weighty feel, that, so you gain things, you lose things. Yeah, right. Weight equals stability. So right. it's a planted bike. Mm -hmm. But for me, like, you gotta throw that thing around. Like, it took a little bit of effort to get it to turn. So, like, I was expecting, I mean, last time I rode Suzuki, I was like, oh, it's just effortless. You drop into a rut. It just tracks it. Like, it didn't really do that for me this time. So, you know, overall, like, not hating on it. Like, it's a good bike. I'd race it for sure. You know, on Todd's question, what you asked him about motor or handling, like, the engine's flat. But I would rather get that thing dialed to where it didn't feel like it took so much effort to corner. felt a little more nimble, you know. So, for you, chassis is important because that will make you go fast because you feel safe. Yes, in 250Fs, it's all about motor. Motor, right. motor, motor in that class. Right. But, like, what good is the power if you feel like you're not getting to the ground or if you're shutting off because you're sketched out or something? Correct. You know, so I'm, the bike didn't scare me. And I, I wasn't, like, wrestling with it too much. Just kind of like, eh, it's a little bit vanilla. Like, didn't do anything, knocked my socks off, and had a few things. For sure, if you were patient aftermarket, you could get that bike where it would rip it'd be a great race bike you know and they say the the engine builders have been we've been talking to them they said this engine of Suzuki has now is easier to make horsepower mm -hmm. than the old engines that's cool so I agree yeah and then for me just riding it today it's it's such a better it's a better machine than last year for yeah. sure yeah it's, they made improvements yeah it's it's a better machine and it just it's sad that we always have to rank these things but it's still a good damn it's a damn good bike I would rank it the most improved 250 yes out of all of them cowie hasn't changed same bike than last year. still hey, so, solid side tangent do you remember how easy shootouts were like 12 years ago when like you're like oh the husky sucks so bad like it's for sure last <laughs> yeah. or, or mowing like you knew it was like oh, it was the honda or the yamaha i just have to pick between two bikes and now i'm like it sounds cliche but you're like everything's pretty good like Dude. this is tough like even my last place bike like i would happily race ktm and husqvarna actually forced everyone to to make everything better know. you know so we're back to fourth uh, for me, it was the Husqvarna. Okay. And maybe, like you said, maybe the difference between the Husqvarna and the KTM were the handlebars, because I like the Husqvarna better yeah. than the KTM. Um, did you notice any engine differences between the KTM and Husqvarna? I, I, I felt like they were similar. Okay. I mean, am I right? Am I, is there a difference? No, no. I, to me, the delivery is the same. It, character is the same. It feels yeah. similar. If anything, I might have a little bit more RPM response on a KTM. I, I felt like the Husky was flickable okay. and lightweight mm -hmm. and... It was a great bike. It was, it was it was fun to ride. Did you find yourself owning one of those? A Husqvarna? Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I could. Air fork bother you? Nope. Didn't didn't even notice it. So you're fine with the slat? Yeah. Like, 
Chris didn't like slap downs. You didn't notice that. I was a little springy and quick okay. um, on the rebound. I think we went in two, three clicks on the back to slow down the rebound. Mm -hmm. Like he said, Villapoto-ish, I would say Ricky Carmichael-ish. Yep. You know, squat it down and slow it down. And yep. It felt a little better for me. It settled down in corners really well. Had a lot of top-end pull. Um, feel light, you said? Oh, uh, yeah, flickable and light. In corners? Yeah. Does that you feel that more in the air or through the corners? Uh, I would say more in the air. Okay. That's another. Look at you with your questions. Yeah, I know, Great right? questions. Like, do you know what you're doing? No. Hard hitting. Not, right? Hard hitting. Hard hitting. Some, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> you have some experience doing that. Um, what about sitting on the bike? Do you, you're a shorter guy. I, How tall was, are you, 5'9"? It, it was 5'8". Uh, 5'8". Five eight. Five eight. Thanks, I'll take it. Uh... It was awkward. Both those bikes to me were a little awkward. No, having a Japanese bike and riding it all the time, I feel comfortable yep. right away. Well, we're going to get to the top three bikes in a minute. Yeah. Those where you get a real smile on your face. And, but but you're, I, I you're fine with sitting on it. And does the no, it took, a, it, just, it took a bit to get used to. What about the seat? Does it chafe, chafe your ass? I didn't notice that. God, that you thing know, ruins my ass. At my age... You know, you got a tough ass? No, I got like a, a little a tiny chamois in my shorts. Oh, you got to run a chamois? A little bit. What little, do you run, like bicycle shorts? Nah, they're like off-road shorts. Okay, I like need to run a chamois then. Maybe EBS, like light chamois off-road shorts. For those of you guys listening, if you don't know, you're not familiar with the, the Husqvarna seat, it has little spikes. They're not ribs, they're KTM. little... I'm talking about the Husqvarna. I'm talking about the Husqvarna, yeah. yeah, yeah. KTM make, doesn't have any. No, yeah, they yeah. will make you KTM, bleed. Yeah, the yeah. little spikes on the Husqvarna is, dude, it's we, gnarly. You don't want to yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. So fourth place CD, what you got? Same, same, KTM. Okay. Wow, and we're I swapping mean that, close. Yeah, and it's funny because that shows you, like, you have two bikes that are pretty similar, the Husky yep. and the KTM, and I split them with the Suzuki. Okay. So I think that shows you how close they are. Yeah. Yeah, in a word, it's racy. It's a racy bike. Like, it's got lively power. That's cool. Um, I gelled with it a little better than the Husky. Yep. Like, initially, the whole thing just felt kind of oversprung for me. So I went softer in the front, softer in the rear. Instantly regretted it. Like, oh, you did? Yeah. I, t I wrote back in, like, let's just put the fork where it was. Um, ended up liking a little bit softer in the back. Okay. And same thing, you know, trending. Just I slow everything down a little bit in the back end. Um, sitting on it, like, Ergo's something about the the husky like where my knees hit it just for my body position my size mm -hmm. like part of the shroud i was just like yeah it feels a little wide it kind of bugged me and i didn't have that same feeling on the ktm okay um amazing brakes on the ktm it's so yeah. sick like we haven't touched on hydraulic clutches mm -hmm. do you care yeah i mean i don't ride the clutch that much but do you do you prefer one of the other cable or a hydraulic clutch no so you to you as a buyer which you you are now mm-hmm you're, it doesn't matter if it has a hydraulic clutch or a cable pull. Dude, the best clutch I felt today was a cable clutch. Okay. It was not a hydraulic clutch. So Utah for me. Oh, especially on a 250, I mean, I don't even notice the clutches. They're, they're just so lightweight and buttery and nice. You don't, it doesn't bother. It doesn't bother. I mean, That's a good word. They're buttery. They are, sure. they are buttery. Yeah. yeah, buttery is a good word. Well, going yeah. back to, I mean, I've been riding for, I don't know, 40 years. Back when clutches were tough, yeah, yeah, a lot. I mean, when they had the easy pulls, like the White Brothers easy pull, you'd adapt to your clay. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. You, you brought that, that up. That's th Throwback Thursday, right? Yeah. But I, I mean, yeah. I mean, the clutches nowadays are just amazing. Yeah, that's compared good. to you know 1982, yeah, 85, 96, whatever. Yeah. Let's get to these top three. And the brakes. Let's touch back on the brakes. The progression of the brakes. There you go, Brembo's. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're they used to be like I think harsh. Now they're more way more progressive, like linear. And, and stronger and yep. linear. Yep. It, it used to be. It's funny when I get on a Nissan brake 
and then I get on a Brembo brake or even a Magura, you know, I've tried Maguras before too as well, other besides what we've been riding, and they're so positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've, and I've, it's funny because Dubok, he does a lot of stuff and he even likes a Brembo feel on his Yamaha. Hmm. And he's like, it's amazing when you have good brakes, how much better a bike can be. Oh, that's, oh, yeah. the, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Especially a 450. Yeah. So when you're going fast and you have some power, it changes everything for oh. you. It changes your braking points, changes the way the bike handles, changes the way it pitches in the corners. It's everything. It oh. changes your lap times. Yeah. And braking up jump faces too. You think you notice good brakes in corners, but when you start really braking up jump faces, right. you notice good brakes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially That's if you fuck up. Or panic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Makes yeah, a big difference, good or bad. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's start with you this time, CD. Third place. Can we? I went green. Really? Yeah, dude. Dang. Are you that, serious? That bike, man, fit me well. Okay. I got on it. I was like, this feels like my bike. Really? Yeah. And honestly, dude. Look at Todd. He's okay. upset about that. No. That's okay. I mean, no. We're, you, I mean, I'm, I am I want to say the same thing. I'm yeah. not upset at all. Yeah. So. Oh, you do? Oh, I'm like echoing exactly what he's saying in my mind. We tend to have similar preferences, uh-huh. like off-road guys that love to moto. So yep. I think we look for the same thing in bikes. Similar size, you know? I for me dude the cow just felt good like the body position i would achieve when i just dropped into a corner yeah i was like dude it's like when you have a good like seat hump on and everything you just feel like you're in the right spot everybody's knocking the ape hangers and maybe it's the freestyler in me and i'm like i kind of like it a little bit that taller is a bar on that yeah, it's tall totally yeah i mean that's got to be the most adjustable bike here foot pegs and all that yep. you know yeah triple um, clamps yeah and like i was really pretty impressed with it because i think because the body position felt good i felt comfortable on the bike mm-hmm it would just stick like glue in a corner. Now I'm like, now it's like fun to ride. And when you're having fun, like you're breathing better and like you don't get as blown out. Like it's like the opposite of a snowball. Like everything snowballs in a good direction. Right. It's like, oh, I just feel comfortable on this. And cornering know? ability? Corner felt good to me once I got into a rut. It was all good. Flat turns without something to push against, like not not quite as good. Um, you think like standing up railing the outside of stuff that wasn't quite as good but i don't know man like for me just dropping into turns when i had a nice rut or something it stayed super planted i like that like again power wise like it doesn't doesn't do anything amazingly well doesn't knock your socks off you know but handling and character all that is yeah good. that does it for me man and i think i mean maybe i'm like fully becoming a vet rider when i'm like i'll just take a bike that handles good it doesn't need to blow my arms out of their sockets you, you need know comfort yeah i prefer getting that power to the ground right. you know um, so that thing was good, like not as competitive as my top two picks, mm-hmm. but man, it would be a fun like play bike if I was just hitting kickers and getting free shit all day. I'm, oh, I, I might, remember I might those go days. Green. Yeah, <laughs> dude. That's it. Uh, Todd, I don't even know what to say. I just echo what he so said. He, I mean, third, third place, he was nailing it on his topics, okay. uh, on, on all the subjects that he hit on. I just felt it was right away. All everything about it was great. It didn't. It wasn't anything. Anything about it that was stupendous or or that stood out. The whole package was was incredible right. all around. I mean, from the cornering to the stability, high speed stability to the braking, to the comfort. Right away, you, I just felt so comfortable on that bike. We haven't talked much about the SFF fork. I I don't like it, um, but it seems like you guys have no problem. And that bike, I don't, I don't think it's. They made any changes from last year? No, nothing. And it's still ranked to me and Chris third place. Right. It's a solid so the package. Okay for you guys. It, it was it, with the condition the track was in. Yeah. But I can see a rougher track. Like yeah. if you were out racing the thing or it's a GP or something, yep. the fork would start to beat the snot out of you. We're gonna ride a rougher track on day two. Sunrise today. If you guys are listening, it has bumps. 
but it's not like just constantly rough. You have straightaways with bumps, like a few bumps coming in the corners, mm. but some square edge. This was a good day for engine feel. Our next day will be more chassis feeling. But Sunrise, we pick these places because these are where manufacturers test. I've been a part of manufacturer testing. Every manufacturer comes up here besides KTM and Husqvarna comes to Sunrise and test. So um, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us to test. So second place, guys, that you said it's close. Super close. Go ahead. Todd? Honda. Okay. Honda's been good today. It was it was great. I mean, it was super comfortable, super fun to ride. It put a smile on my face the whole time. It turned like no other bike. It felt like it just settled into any rut. It wanted to go on the inside of every corner. It turned mm. on the inside ruts better than any bike. Solid, strong motor. You like the engine feel? Mm-hmm. Um, engine character, not a lot of low end, but you're okay with that? Yeah. I mean, you don't ride 250s on the low end. You're always on. Yeah, yeah I mean, you pretty much you're committed on a 250 the whole the whole time. Right, mid to top end, you're okay. That, yeah, it was it was all around plush and progressive suspension. Yeah, suspension's it, good on that. Oh, part. the I would over jump stuff in the air. You're in the air, cringing ah, and when you land, oh, it was easy. It no was sweat. like no, yeah, no sweat. Um, it had so much progression in the suspension. I felt like it was like a factory bike. What map are you in? Oh, the uh, map two. So your mellow map. Well, they call it soft map. Well, there's three maps. So map one standard, map two is soft, map three is aggressive. Yeah, I like two. Okay. See? But I also, that was the first bike I rode this morning when it was ripped up and deep. Yeah. And muddy and wet. I like a soft map on uh, 450s. Hmm. I feel like I'm more connected and I can ride. But I can see how you like map two. I've had some influence on those maps that you rode. Really? And map two is, people think, oh, it's going to be lazy. It's not lazy. No. It picks up really well. It actually pulls farther on top um, than map one, hmm. but it just builds it more calculated. So. No, but the one thing that stands out with the Honda is the, the plush progressive suspension. It's amazing. Yeah. From from the little tiny braking bumps and the little tiny acceleration bumps pretty much disappear. Yeah. And then it has bottoming resistance that surprisingly... Uh, works well. Yes. CD, second for you. Hey, before I get into that, I want to applaud what you just said about maps because so many dudes think aggressive has got to be better. Well, here's the deal, and I talked about this on a podcast. I feel like guys, men in general, were like, well, fuck that shit. I'm a man. I don't need this pussy map number two. That's bullshit. Well, let me tell you something. Sometimes not all the time when you're riding, you don't need the fastest shit. Just like you said, you want a bike to handle. With a mellower delivery, you can ride it harder. So now you can get on the gas earlier in corners. All this shit that you couldn't do with a faster map, now you can do that with a, with a mellower, smoother map. Totally. I so, agree with that. So, second place. Drum roll. We're not, uh, we're not the winner yet, Tom. I, no. well, I mean, we're pretty much narrowing it down. Yeah, so second for me was the Yamaha. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I really liked the bike. I thought it had strong power overall. It was lacking a little bit top for me. Mm -hmm. And map number two helped that. Okay. I liked it better in, in map two, uh, which I think was a Kiefer map. Uh, everyone's been telling me this, that, so I helped develop, uh, not develop, I, I screwed around one day with the power tuner, which is really easy to do, guys. Don't be afraid of it. It's easy to do. It's an app on your phone. Yamaha did a great job by doing this. Um, it's user-friendly. So I just went out one day, and I needed some more 
I felt like it lost some bottom in from last year, and I wanted some of that back. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to split the hairs. I, I got a little bit of bottom, but yet didn't want to screw with the linear pull up top. Yep. So that's what you're with. Yep. So you created a kefir map. Yes. I should have called it kefir map, but it's a kefir map. So yeah. anyway, was, you ran that map. Yeah, it was solid though. Did I liked you? it. So initially, where I played with that bike a little bit was on the suspension, particularly with the fork. It mm -hmm. was weird. It was the only bike that I felt like the front was a little bit dancy. And like it almost felt like the steering stem was a little on the loose side. Like I popped that thing on the stand and I was like, no, steering's nice and tight. It's all good. But when I was out on the track, it like kind of had that deflecty that, feeling. No, just dancy. Like just just not totally settled. And we ended up going two clicks stiffer on the fork, and mm -hmm. it totally helped. Yeah, it it was a big difference. This has yeah. been the mo. People that have been talking with us today is. Uh, stink bug feeling a little bit a little low feeling in the front so this makes sense kind of what you want I'm okay with that yeah the front and steering guy you're okay getting low in the front no I mean I, I don't mind it like again I like that dead feel in the back mm -hmm. but for me like it was just it, it was too much it was too like quick handling and the track wasn't even that rough then I wrote it kind of early on I'm like eh, we gotta fix this so stiffer help like better hold up in the front you could just charge in and stuff with a little more confidence uh, that bike turns great when you have a rut Right. And like Todd said, buttery, I wrote that for the clutch, man. The clutch is so good on that bike. And like, it's just right there if you need it, you know? And the Yamaha Power, like honestly, it's one of those bikes, not every 250F is like this. If you're a little gear low or a gear high, you can still pull it off. Recovery. You know? Yeah, dude. And to me, like if I would just F up and not be in the right gear, or if I decide to take a new line inside or something, like it's a little more forgiving with how big that window of good power is for me mm -hmm. in the RPM, which was cool. Right. So like I totally clicked with it, and I mean the Ergos fit great. Like you sit on it. It's a Honda, great, man. You know? When you get on it, you feel good right away, right? On the Yamaha? No, I'm sorry. The oh, you're talking about the Yamaha. Sorry. Talking about the Yamaha. Yeah. Yep. I was I looking at you because you, yeah. you said the Honda. <laughs> yeah. My bad. So yeah, but the Yamaha. Here's what I was in it, and I, and I talked to Marissa about this. Does it feel wide? Not unnecessarily. The Husky felt wider at okay. the shrouds to me, okay. honestly. Yeah. And, like, I can deal with how the Yamaha feels. And I think, yes, it's got, like, a little bit wider perception to it. But you can sit so far forward on that thing. Sorry. Like, that's that's what I love is you, you can just basically put your nuts on the gas cap and just turn. And it goes. And suspension? Cool. Yeah, suspension was okay. Like, again. That wasn't made, the best for you today, though. Well, once I made that change with the fork, that helped. And at, like, par for the course, I went, like, one... Uh, click slower on rebound on the shock mm -hmm. just to kind of settle it in and that felt better um, But really good bottoming though because I could land that thing and stay on the power and it would stay under power And like that's what I was talking about with the husky like recovery great word for it The husky land and I'll just kind of get out of shape and just like man This thing's not sticking in the Yamaha even if you're a little bit sideways or something you OJ something you come up a little bit short I would just pin it, and it felt like it would just just like stick and hook up. Like you know, when you got that feel, when like the dead center of your knobbies are just absolutely gripping the dirt. That's a great. You have feeling. a confidence in your, your yeah, bike, right? Dude, it would it would <laughs> charge, and like on a track like this, I mean, just there's there's turn and then a jump pace. You really want that. Like you want to be able to just drive in a straight line. So it wasn't perfect, but it was damn close. That was a really good bike. And I had a black Well, I picked the Yamaha as my favorite bike. So that's a winner for you. Yeah, I felt like the Kiefer... We didn't have a drum roll for you, though. Well, it was already... I mean, you already know what I picked for second. So YZ250F, Big Air Todd's number one pick for the day. Number one. Okay, why? It felt like a D8 dozer. Here we go. Yeah, If you built the wall, it would plow through the wall. How much... I'm not even going to touch that right now. How much that wall going to cost? Yeah, exactly. 
So, I only want five point seven billion. <laughs> Steeler concrete. <laughs> so your D eight dozer. This it's like it a was, it's like a tractor though, right? It was a, it, it settled down on everything and stayed down mm -hmm. and, and moved forward. Yeah. It was incredible. Um, engine. The, that's what I'm talking about. The engine. But like, I'm saying it, like it would engine, plow through things and just pull the whole time. Engine character for you uh mid to top end torque okay. i felt it, it was the torquiest fastest most planted are you able to run third gear in corners absolutely yeah yeah absolutely this is what i noticed more about the way yamaha than other bikes in its class here today is you can kind of ride it like a 450 it's a little bit different in the ergonomics right away and in, in the way it sounds too when you get on it and the motor and where the airbox is but literally you get over that in a half a lap okay but i did notice it just on my first lap but you totally forget about it. Any uh, negatives for you on the Yamaha? Hmm. Yeah, no, I picked it as my favorite bike, you know? Yeah, so Yamaha takes it simply because it's planted, it has a good engine, it does everything exceptional for you. Yeah, and and it doesn't have a reaction to anything that I do. Like like I was saying, like on the Husqvarna, if I landed and, and it collapsed the suspension, there's like a rebound effect and then I got to correct myself and then track forward right the Yamaha will land and track whether you're a little bit sideways or a little bit front end heavy or a little bit back end heavy it'll land and pull and pull you forward okay so that's why I pick it as it's a damn good bike dude. It's, it's incredible yeah it's a great bike yep CD I, it's not Yamaha for you if you guys are out there listening you guys know the colors what's next Honda shootout winner, man. Man, that bike blew me away. Honda's doing Kiefer. really good, dude. It blew me away, and I went into so everything fine. with very even expectations, mm -hmm. just kind of a blank slate. Yeah, I think blew me away. Like, I got on. This is very rare for me. I came back. And I don't want to change anything. Like, wow. it's all good. Really? And I'm like, I'm always like, what can I change? Just I want to change stuff for the sake of changing shit. Right. You know? Yeah. But it does everything I expected 250F to do. Like handling wise. Dude, it, you can charge through those big square edge fast things, and the track was pretty rough when when I rode it, and I was hitting like all the same rough lines. Just go right through the middle of the chop or something, and it would just eat it up the way I want it to, where it doesn't skip a beat. You feel it obviously, you know, it just goes like super predictable in turns. I could just Dude. get into a corner, get the power to the ground. There's one thing I didn't like there. I'll get to that in a minute, but. Like overall, I was like, dude, it's just performing. Like this is a good bike. I would jump on that thing and race it in a second. Now it's not like the Cowie felt like my bike just in terms of like ergos. Like it just felt like it fit my frame better. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, the Honda wasn't quite as good a fit, but it more than made up for it in performance. And like the motor, dude, for where I I ride a 250F and expect it to make power, it was excellent. And that's not just good; it was excellent. I would definitely take a little more power down low. Yep. Just off idle. Some more torque. I would enjoy that. So a pipe could be good. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't fight more over rev on that thing either. I think it rivals when when this thing was uh, <laughs> being R and D'd. Um, I know Target was a KTM, mm -hmm. so it needed to have over rev like a KTM, right? So I think they achieved that. Um, the only thing I for me they lack a little bit of torque feeling. That's where the Yamaha yep. comes in a little bit better. Red out turns and yep. stuff. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, the thing rips. The thing hauls ass. It was pretty good. So like the one handling thing that I didn't really dig was. I didn't have a lot of confidence in that front tire when it was on the shoulder knob. When mm -hmm. I was like pushing it at a lean angle, it just felt like it would start to slip. And I, like I came back and I was like, what tire is this? And they told me and I'm like, all right, 
how much air is in it? And they're like 12 and a half. And now I'm not gonna like claim to be a bitchin' tester where I could feel a half pound of pressure, That's but I, good. I probably should have honestly been like, let's put it 13 or 13 and a half or something and just see if it had that same feel. So you didn't do that? I didn't do that. Okay, that might have, so a 3S yep. is Dunlop's. So now Dunlop went from an MX 3S and now they have an MX 33, right? And I'm just telling you this because I don't think, you may, not, may or not know this. It's all just numbers. you've been out of the deal. It's all just numbers. So the 33 <laughs> is the updated version. So I do not like the 33 yeah. for a vague reason. Uh, and the knobs were chunking on 3S's, so Dunlop decided, hey, let's build the carcass up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And now we have a 33. So I like a 3S at 13.5 because the carcass is so soft. <laughs> so when you're at 12 and a half, and this mm -hmm. is from what I feel, so yeah. what you just said, it rolls. Yeah. The tire rolls. Yeah. And I, that could be your vague feeling that you're feeling. Yeah, totally. That, that may be what I was picking up. It's just a slight lack of confidence. Like, you know, when you're charging into something and you've got the bike leaned, like, you pretty much know when a tire's going to stick and when it's right. going to give out. With that, I was like, oh, I'm right at that point. And I would feel it, like, start to go. And this was the only one of the new bikes I'd ridden previously because I rode at Milestone last yep. week. Yep. And I felt the same thing there, too. Okay. So just kind of confirmed that. Like, other than that, the only other thing I would change is I felt like the front brake was mushy. Really? Like, kind of soft, yeah. And I would love to just go full, like, oversized road or, like, give it the KTM's front brake or something. And that's a very little picky thing. Mm -hmm. But I think just how I was riding it, like, felt good at what was my race pace. And I was like, yeah, I just want to stop a little better. Would you build that Honda with Brembo brakes? I'm a fan of anything that's got more stopping power. Right. Typically, Brembo's are sharp. Yeah. And if you like that sharp feel, that's good, you know? But you like I, more of a linear pull? I just like a little bit of give before. Yeah. Like, I don't want full, <clears throat> like, yeah. chirping mountain bike, send the back end up, <laughs> Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, I want a strong break for sure, but not a sharp break. And I know that's a stupid little distinction, but in my mind, there's a difference, you know? So, Honda wins for you simply because chassis feeling is comfortable. Engine, you like that engine feel. Yeah. And... Now that Honda did away with your 971 favorite bars that you just talked about in the Cowie, you're okay with that bar bend? I was totally okay with it, yeah. Okay. And I mean, honestly, dude, that, the Honda 250F does everything I expect a 250F to do. And like, uh, Broad, Dr. Shockwa hit on it a second ago, and I concur, they're not freaking 450s. Don't ride them like that. Right. Like, if you go out and expect to lug one of these bikes, guess what? You're a 450 rider. Yep. No drama, just get a 450. Yep. So you have to rev them a little bit. And like, I totally accept that. So when I'm saying like, I need more more off idle, more, you know, snap out of the bottom, like, I don't expect it to just lug everywhere in freaking third and fourth right. gear. It's one of more know? excitement. Yeah, that would suck, and I think you can get that pretty easy with a pipe too. Yeah, you, you know, can do a lot of things, man. Yeah, there's there's some bikes where you're like, oh, it'd be a chore to like get this thing dialed. You know, for me, like the Suzuki was that way, the Husky was that way a little bit. Not a chore, but it would just take some patience. You'd have to go like full test rider mode. Yeah, and with the Honda, like I would gladly play with that thing and feel what mods would take it in the direction that I felt was right for me. Uh, I, I feel like you're gonna see our top three, you know, winning races this year in Supercross. Yeah, pulling whole shots and winning races. Yep, in the so 250 class. Uh, and I, I don't know how much production bikes trickle down to actual race bikes. Depends I, on the manufacturer. But I think I think it matters. Yeah, of course. You know the, the what you start with. You know you can learn a lot from race teams, right? Right. So, yeah. um, but dude, I gotta say this: what a freaking great year to be in the market for a 250F. You got so many good bikes at your disposal, and like, I'm not even gonna bitch about the bikes that have Kickstarter still. Cause even Dude, the Suzuki rev, kicks you know? over really easy. It, it wasn't a big deal. It kicked know? over super easy. Yeah. Even when it was super hot, which was cool. Yeah. But um, man, like I was, I was pumped on everything. And you say it every year, but it's like, damn, 
These are all really good bikes. You can Same race with the, any It's them. 250, 450. They're all really good. And what's cool about Suzuki is they're coming in, in the 450 market at least, they have a low price point. Like, it's if you're new to our sport and you're like, hey, I'm, I would like to get in our sport, I want a bike, you go into a dealership, you can find a 2018 Suzuki for $6,000. Yeah. Wow. And be stoked. That's right. a great bike. You can yeah. get a couple years out of that bike. You can, barely, you can barely buy a mountain bike for that. Exactly. Yeah, no I mean, kidding. I know guys riding $10,000 mountain bikes, and it's a, you got to pedal the damn thing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a good time to be in the market for a dirt bike. They're all good. Um, it's been really good having you guys here. Thanks, buddy. It's been it's it makes it's, It almost makes me sad a little bit because I miss our old days at Dirt Rider. But... For people listening, they you know they email me a lot. They still remember our group at Dirt Rider, so it's kind of cool. We had some fun, but I feel like Kiefer Inc. is like the bigger, better next version of that. I don't know if it's bigger and it's better. The it's the natural it's, progression. It's, it's different, yeah. but it's uh. But there's so there's so much bullshit out there. People need honesty, yeah. you know. And like bikes are getting expensive. You're gonna go drop eight, nine, ten Gs on something. You want to know what you're getting. Yeah. And I mean that's. Like we're all sitting here, you kind of feel bad, like saying, "Well, this bike got sixth place," but like you're you're not going to blow smoke on anybody. It's no. like okay, like you're spending, you're dropping a lot of money, you know. Yeah, it's a lot of money that I I didn't have growing up. You know, my parents weren't rich, so yeah. let's say it how it is. You get, you're going to piss someone off. It doesn't matter. At least the truth's out there, right? Can I ask you a question? Can I flip it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so on that same note, I just because I've been out of it a little bit, what is your perception on durability on all these? Because I just rode them for one day, but what do you think is going to last the best? Bang for your buck. Man, I mean, okay, so I'm on true true life, like Kawasaki, um, they've improved some things on their bike. I don't think the 250 has improved. I think next year will be a better year for the KX250. Mm -hmm. 450 has improved. 250 has chain guide problems, all those little butter. I mean, you know about that, Todd. Always right? has. Yeah. That's uh, amazing how the chain guides wear out so fast. Haven't they yeah. figured that out? The fasteners are a little bit. Yeah. Um, what's funny, Marshall Welton says, man, the bike, when he rode it, just doesn't feel solid and i didn't know what he meant and he's like you know, it just kind of feels cheapish you know so i think there's a feeling when you ride you kind of can feel some of that so i think cowie has some work to do they like made that they made that happen with the 450 4th is great and and we have a chain guy that's lasted 23 hours yeah well, that's good that sounds um good. ktm and has come a long way people say oh it's not reliable they're fine mm -hmm. change your fuel filter little things here and there check that stuff it's it's fine it's hard to beat a Yamaha for durability, straight up. Yeah. Honda 250 had some issues with overheating last year. Um, for those of you guys listening, that has been remedied um, with some things they, they, they found out from engine timing and just mapping. So I was going to talk to you guys about this. Jody at MXA and the guys would always complain about the clutch on the Honda. Mm hmm And you're fine with it. You're good. Yeah, no drama. Clutch yeah. was good. Yeah. And not only good feel, but good engagement, too. Yeah. So... Yeah. I think all the bikes are pretty safe if you're a guy. As long as you take care of your shit, it's going to be fine. And you got to watch out. I mean, I'm I'm guilty of it as well. Like, I'll ride the shit on my bikes for two or three weeks and not check a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Shit's going to fall apart. I don't think that's that bad, though, because, like, they're all so durable. I think when you say take care of your shit, that, to me, that means two things. It means don't let don't let any dirt get past the filter. Air filter, of course. Keep fresh oil in it. Yep. I guess third thing, don't over-rev it. Yeah. If take you, care of your bike. Yeah, if you do that. You just ride it where it's supposed to be. Don't piss wind it. I change my oil every oil. other ride. It's excessive, but I just do that. Yeah, you know that's gonna last. It's a long cheap time insurance. You do that, you know. So yeah. spend the spend the money on the oil and not on your engine. Yeah. <laughs>
Dude. And I don't even think any of them. Peace of mind. Right. Yeah. You could abuse the clutch. I don't even think any of them would mind that much. You know? Yeah. I am a clutch abuser. Like I drag my clutch a lot so mm -hmm. I can go through plates every 10 hours or so. But I have guys that ride my test bikes. They can go 30 hours and be on a, one set of fibers. And yeah. Do it. So it just depends. Yeah. So anyway, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you, buddy. Chris Dennison, Big Air Todd. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you. I'm Chris Kiefer. Oh, I need to and grab he doesn't the mic. Have the mic. I need to grab my mic. Hey, what's up, baby? Chris Johnson. Um, he's been with me for a long time. You guys know him. Give us your stats. Um, I'm a washed up dirt bike rider, pretty much. No, you're still, um, good. You're still I, good. I can still rip for a couple laps. I don't really ride much anymore, but um, Chris has helped me a long time when I was at Yamaha working at Yamaha. He's helped me do some durability stuff. Did you ever ride quads with us? No. Okay. No. But you did like GYTR stuff with us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I did that. And then, he's been uh, a dirt rider with us. He was, now he's with here at Kiefer Inc. So you've been around. Yeah. How old are yeah. you now? 29. I'm getting old. Dude. Are you going to ride vet nationals? Well, I, I, turned 30, I turned 30 in March. hope you don't ride vet nationals because then you, I got another fast guy. How long are the motos? 20 plus one. Maybe. I'm good for about. You turned 30 when? In March. This year? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I mean, okay, you're scared. I just, no, know, I, just the fact that you're I'm scared. Gonna I'm going to closet train the shit out of myself. <laughs> 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 All right, we're, we're here at 250 Shootout again. You guys know what's up. Sixth place, what you got, Chris John? Well, how much you weigh? So I'm 170, yep. 165, 170. Okay. depends on how much water I drink in the morning. Yep. Um, I'm six foot and shorter legs, longer torso, I guess. Okay. So Sixth place, Suzuki. Yeah, I got the six places of Suzuki. Uh, do you want me to go through the order? We'll just go six. We'll talk about six right now. Okay, so the Suzuki is definitely night and day better than it has been in the past. Um, it's actually a competitive. It, it, it's it's right there. With, so it's better than last year. Yeah, that's it's been better the consensus than last year. the whole day. Um, what I feel like the Suzuki is, it's perfect for a kid coming off a mini bike getting onto a big bike and it has to ride a 250F. So this could replace a 125? Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Like, okay. I, I honestly, I think it's good for any anybody that's serious about racing that's coming off mini bikes. Like, they need to ride a 125. Okay. A 125 will make you a good rider. Right. But if they don't have that option, you know, all the manufacturers don't make them, the 250F is a perfect bike for, for that. Right. You know. So Suzuki's engine is lacking for you, yes or no? Yeah. Um... It's definitely better than it has been, but it's still not. It, it it's weird. Like all the bikes, really, it's like there's a higher bracket and then the lower bracket, and it's right there with the other bikes in the lower bracket. But it's you know nothing. Nothing really like stands out or. It's so you funny know. you say that because you're one of the last ones here in the interview process, and it's the same thing. Everyone says there's really nothing that stands. It's like vanilla. It's so vanilla. Like yeah. it's okay. It's not great. But it's not bad. Yeah, it's just that's okay. the thing. And and like, you know, you can hop on the thing if you shift the gears, like the thing's gonna move. Yeah. But with the white coupler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I ran the leanest coupler. Um and I had fun on the bike. Like the bike's a really fun bike to ride. Uh I've kinda the Suzuki's kinda always fit my style. Um, but I mean, it's a good motorcycle. Um, suspension? Uh I thought it was a little on the stiff side. Okay. Uh the initial feel. Uh, you know, coming into like hard choppy turns uh it could have been a little bit better it was hard to kind of you know get that adjustment with the way that the forks and valving is set up um the chassis like same normal suzuki chassis like it's a little bit twitchy on the higher speed stuff but once you're like actually in a turn and 
and going for it, like the thing corner stitching. So it's still one so, of the better cornering bikes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One, once you're in, like coming in, like especially if it's faster turn, it's not the greatest, um, just stability wise. And like, but once you're actually in the rut, off the brakes, starting your gas, like the thing's ditching. Honda's fifth, dude. So, Honda's been winning. Day. Honda's won a couple. Really? Yeah. So it's it's crazy. Like, I felt really comfortable on the Honda. Mm -hmm. Sitting on the Honda, it's badass. And honestly, like all the the last three bikes you know four five six it was really hard for me to really put them in their place right um i felt like the honda was lacking in the engine department as well uh there was nothing really spectacular about the engine that that stood out in my mind um i had to rev the shit out of it i was always shifting it and i felt like i was going nowhere okay but sitting on the bike and the ergonomics and and like the thing cornered bitching and it was really fun to ride stable yeah like, chassis, you like the chassis. The, the chassis I really liked, and I really gelled with with the chassis. Um, and but it was just the motor, you know, a two fifty. Like for me, and and you're a high level of a rider, yeah, so you like, need some good engine feel. Yeah, and plus, you know, I'm not 150 pounds, so right. like I, me looking, you know, and ranking really these these two fifties is they're all so freaking close. Yeah. Um, but I just want that motor. Right. And in, it's easy to make a Honda fast, right? But production-wise, you know, yeah, we're ranking them how they come. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but suspension is good, right? Yeah, I thought the suspension was really good. Uh, we made some a little bit of adjustments. Uh, I think we were on the stiffer side. I went two clicks in on the forks, and I adjusted the high speed, and it honestly made it night and day difference. Um, there was a couple corners where I was sitting down early in the bumps and it had a hard time settling, and just with those adjustments, it went away, and I can come back come into the turns. Fourth place, Kawasaki. So the Cowie hasn't changed, dude, and it's fourth. So do you remember what you had it last year? I want to say I had it fourth last year. Okay, so fourth again this year. Um, I had a, I had a lot of fun on the bike. I actually rode it twice. Uh, it was the first bike I rode in the day, and the track was like soft and and loamy, and I was like, ah, I'm gonna give it another chance, you know. Um, I hopped on it, felt comfortable right away, uh, and it, it was honestly it was a good bike fun bike to ride but it just had a little bit more grunt in the engine right. and that's really why i ranked it fourth yeah rpm response a little bit crisper and a little tiny bit more excitement down low right yeah than exactly. the honda exactly yeah um what about suspension sff life up front i thought the suspension was good it, really today the track yeah was, so it was hard to there's really... bumps but it wasn't rough yeah you know we had some good braking bumps but it wasn't like chopped jacked up um, we're going to do that for day two for a real rough track. But this is a good engine feeling. And we have some bumps. And actually, the corner before this tabletop had some nice... Yeah, so edge. like towards the end of the day, there was, there was I think, two or three turns where it got some like chop coming out. And yeah. it was it was good. Um, but for majority of the day and whenever I rode majority of the bikes, the, you know, there's it's really hard to tell. Right. Yeah, like I could tell bottom resistance and like kind of, you know, actually settling into the turn. But as far as, you know the bike reacting and you know different things that a motorcycle does on a rough track like you, you can really tell right so you like the engine character chassis okay with you how about yeah the chassis and cornering so the chassis is not my favorite okay like just sitting on it like it just cowie's kind of always felt funky to me i don't really know it's just, it's kind of like you know picking out a chick right you know just some chicks don't do it for me right but 
Yeah, Cali. we're visual beings, being yeah, men, and the, right? And the Cali just doesn't do it for me in that department. Right. But it's really stable and it cornered good. Right. Like I, I would come into turns and commit, and as long as I wasn't fucked up with my body positioning and stuff, the thing worked badass. Right. Third place, what you got? Uh, I put the KTM as third, and okay. this was really tough for me. So, the KTM and the Husky were very close, and you know, obviously, but I think the the best way I can describe it is the KTM was a little bit more twitchy, okay, entering turns. Um, and you, you ranked the hunkies, the hunkies. <laughs> yeah. So I ranked the Husky <laughs> second, second. Okay, second and third. KT, we're comparing these wise well. Yeah, second so the, I felt like the Husky, I hopped on it, and it was it was just a, a smoother feel, kind of the whole package. Like, the motor was a little bit smoother, and the suspension, like, the thing tracked. It was almost like I was sitting on a couch, but it worked. Right. And that's really was the separating factor with the Husky and the and the KTM. The, the engines are badass. Right. Uh, you like that engine character where it's kind of smooth off the bottom and then really just rips up on top? Yeah, and like the you fucking rev your bike a lot, dude. No, I'm just saying, like I'm you rev your ba your bike a lot. You're going fast, but you you're high up, so that's kind of makes sense to me why you like these two engines. Yeah, yeah. No, like shit, it was like shit, fucking wide open, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living wide. You're still you're still you're under thirty, so you're still living that way. Oh yeah, uh -huh. and actually, I got my. Uh, what, what, what can we call it? My confidence back, I guess. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, good for like, you. I mean, I'm trying not to be a dickhead, but... Right. You know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> so, engine character, you love the KTM. And suspension on both air forks, of course. You're okay with that WP's, you know, air fork and shock. Yeah, I'd... it's not my favorite, but, you know, today it worked. Right. Um, And that was the thing, too. Like, the Husky, it... it the shock like it tracked bitching right and just a little bit better than the ktm and that's really why i ranked the husky better than the ktm um just sitting on the bikes like i felt like i was more comfortable i i think it might be because i ride a ktm all the time yeah but i felt super comfortable on the ktm and i like the way it feels like kind of up higher right um the husky it almost feels like the rear end's a little bit lower um but dude they're so close like Honestly, all the bikes are so freaking close. Yeah, no, this is always, this is getting harder and harder every is. year. Dennison said that too, man. It's a good time to be a buyer because you can just close the, your eyes and pick. Well, and yeah, and I was thinking about it earlier, and like even when I was racing. So I, I quit racing in 2013, and you know I was I was racing for Yamaha, right? But their bike was a shit box, right? And carburetor. Yeah, I was I was still on a carbureted bike, and all the other bikes were kind of outdated, had yeah. fuel injection and stuff. And but, you know, I had to make it work. Right now, you can literally just go into a shop and like, dude, a stock, a, that stock Yamaha today that I rode is yeah. better than my race bike in thirteen. Okay, yeah, of course. Like, which is the winner? Yeah, I mean that's the only one left. Right, right? so Yamaha wins. <laughs> so Yamaha wins simply because of engine, dude. The, the whole package okay. really like i felt so comfortable on the on the yamaha um i made the same adjustments to the yami that uh, honestly so i it was travis's idea uh -huh. he freaking stiffened up the forks went in on the high speed and 
it was like I was riding a different bike. I hopped on the Yamaha. I felt comfortable, like it was good. The motor was good, and I'm like, ah, you know. Right. Um, I was having a little bit of problems with the bike kind of settling, coming into turns, but I'm like, fuck, the motor's pretty good, you know. Travis made those changes, and like literally, you could physically see it on the track. Really? Like, it was like I was riding a completely different motorcycle. No shit. And it was so much fun. Like, <laughs> I can't remember his exact words, but it's just cool coming from TP. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, the dude's a freaking legend. Uh -huh. I've looked up to him my whole life, and he's like, dude, I like that was a fucking perfect lap. Your yeah. bars were freaking three inches off the ground in every turn. Like, it was sick. He's buttering you up, dude. Oh, dude. I know. And so did but, it work now that he does well, Yamaha? No, but I knew. I knew. Like, before I even he even said anything, I was like, dude, that was fucking sick. Yeah. And I had such a good time on that bike that that's why it won. Okay. Like That's not why it won because Travis said you're ripping. No. Okay. It, it, I knew I was ripping. Before. <laughs> it was just cool to, like, get reassurance, you. Yeah, you know? Yeah, I know, I know. It is. <laughs> it is cool when Travis does say you do something good because he's... He's not very complimentive unless you do something good. Yeah. So that's I'm like good. right. No, I get it. Good. So, and, and I can physically feel it. Like, you know, you and that, I. I would come into turns. I would totally trust the motorcycle, and like I'd get in a rut, let go of my brakes, and I'd start my roll on freaking ten feet earlier than any other bike today, and I just felt super confident on the thing, and like it couldn't do anything wrong. And that's that's why it won. So suspension, best suspension today. Yeah, best motor today. Best motor, best suspension, best chassis. Like, does this corner the best out of all the bikes? Today, yeah. Okay. Like, so there you go. I it, I yeah. thought it did. Like, the the Honda, it it cornered really well, but then there was still, you know, I I felt like I was making mistakes all the time, or it wanted to stand up. Kind of the same thing with the Suzuki, uh, the Cowie. I felt like did the thing cornered bitching like that. That, the Cowie was comparable with the Yamaha in that department, but lacking the engine and, like, the ergonomics of the bike is just a little bit different. Right. Um, and then the KTM and the Husky, they're kind of in their own little category, you know? Um, but the Yamaha, like, dude, I was very impressed with the Yamaha today. There you go. So. Yamaha wins. Give me the semi order here. So Yamaha wins. Uh, Husky second, KTM third, Kawasaki fourth, Honda fifth, Suzuki sixth. Chris Johnson, thank you. See you at the Vet Nationals. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I you better start training, I'm bro. I'm freaking old, man. You better start training. Oh, I'm going to start training. All right, buddy. Thank you. <laughs>